Hello everyone, and welcome to the Clockwork Cantina. How are we all doing today on Monday from the usual usual little swap we, here? We usually do we're doing it on a, we're doing it on a different day. We usually have time to do it on the weekend on Saturdays, mm -hmm. like Josh just said, you know. Mm -hmm. These episodes are usually updated but are uploaded by Sunday. Uh but hey, it was a different doing a little bit of a different thing this time, yeah. you know. You never know. Uh, it, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this goes. I'll be curious. This is the first time I believe we've ever done this on a day that's not the weekend. Yeah, uh, all right. <laughs> so it, it's a little weird, but I'm excited because it's different, you know. And and, yeah. and also, I want to uh, before we continue, I, I want to wish you a very happy International Women's Day. Yes, that is today. So to all the badass ladies out there, keep being a bunch of badasses. What I damn say. straight, damn straight. So yeah, it'll be it's gonna um, yeah. be a fun one today. We're talking about WandaVision. The uh the entire series is 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 now over. We've seen every episode. I've seen some of them twice. Uh yeah, yeah. it's 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 gonna be fun. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to talk about this one. All it'll right. Be, be good. This is episode sixty five, by the way. So we're getting mm -hmm. up there, guys. We're getting up there. Yeah. Uh I can't believe we've done this for sixty five episodes. Some of my some of my uh, favorite moments in streaming have been on this show with Daniel. So, um, fuck yeah, man. Fun. Let's hit it. Fun, fun, yeah. We we always start the show off by talking about what we've been up to the past week. But this time it's going to be what we've been up to the past couple weeks. Because I don't believe we had a show. It's uh, It's been a little bit. Yeah, it's been a bit since we have one. Some of you might even notice that my camera's maybe different or something. I, I, I recently... Uh, uh, readjusted my setup. I got a new desk and all that stuff. So some, so certain things might might be a little different. Upgrades, uh, Brett. Upgrades. My, yeah. Some, some, some might. Some of you may not have even noticed, but yeah, it's uh that's what it is. But anyway, yeah. What we've been up to the past while because it's been a little bit. Uh, what you got first? Well, mm -hmm. been 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 watching a lot of stuff and playing a lot of stuff as usual. Uh. As always, uh, well, first of all, let's start with what's been going on on stream for me because I finally beat Breath of the Wild a while back. I started Control. We're currently currently going through that, so that's been pretty fun. Um, and then you know, been playing some stuff off stream like Red Dead Online, which I haven't played in a little bit. But I mean, this these are this is stuff from you know the past. Uh, Past two weeks, I suppose now. Uh, Overwatch, of course. Uh, Valheim. Um, playing Raft. GTFO is another one that I've been playing more more recently, as in like past couple days recently. <laughs> like that's that one's very recent. Um, and then I watched uh, the Netflix documentary uh, "Don't Fuck with Cats." That That's was right. that was something, man. Like, that was crazy, dude. That was fucking crazy. Uh, if you know, you know. But yeah, and then I I watched the Transformers War for Cybertron trilogy Earthrise, which sounds ridiculous to say because it's a mouthful, <laughs> but it was the second part of the three part trilogy that they're planning on doing for Netflix. So yeah, I. Overall, I would say I enjoyed the first season maybe a little bit more uh, than 
then the second one, second one was kind of like eh, whatever to me. But yeah, um, I watched a bit of the Chef Show, you know, because I like to watch some some of that stuff here and there. Because you know, it's just fun to watch that kind of thing. Um, uh, we watched Age of Samurai. That was pretty cool. Yeah, Daniel and I watched that together. It's pretty dope. If you haven't seen it, very very cool. Very very cool. Not super uh, long. It's like six episodes, I think. Six episodes like on Netflix. Yeah, we wa- uh, also watched this movie called The Lighthouse, which I'd been wanting to watch. Good lord! Uh, <laughs> it, that movie did not go the way I, I thought it was going to. Um, I, I I said this at the time when we watched it, but like, I didn't know how that movie was gonna go, but I certainly did not expect it to go that way. Uh, I don't know what the hell I, I thought that was going to be, but it was, um, it was something, man. It has, uh, Willem, uh, Defoe and, uh, Robert Pattinson in it. It's a black and white movie about these two guys at Lighthouse. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's something. It is something. Um, and then I watched just a bunch of movies over the past, like, week. Some rewatch, some for the first time, but Platoon, Talladega Nights, you know, the Ricky Bobby movie, uh, Ferris Bueller, John Wick, Police Academy, uh, Batteries Not Included, just a, just a lot of movies, a lot of movies recently. But that's pretty much been it, yeah, you know, just movies and games and that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Apart from the other stuff, but anyway, yeah, that's that's... That's pretty much what's been going on. How about you? Um, for me, uh, the past couple weeks I've been trying to work out more. Uh, I know we've talked to uh, in voice chat about this kind of stuff where we're like trying to change my outlook to be a little bit more positive, and and so I've been working yeah. out more uh, over the past week. I've actually been working out a lot more and changing up my diet and kind of how I'm doing things. Uh, I only. I try. I'm not going to say I do it every day because I'm not perfect at anything. Nobody is. But uh, I only eat usually 12 p.m. to to 6 p.m. After that, I don't eat anymore. Um, so I fast pretty much the rest of the, uh, the time. Uh, I've been walking every day for 20 minutes, and then I come in and I do like 20 minutes of uh, like weightlifting and stuff like that. Um, and really, I can tell a big difference in my mental attitude. And if you're wondering, I, I have a fork randomly just sitting here. Um, <laughs> um, but I can tell a big difference uh, just mentally in how I've been feeling after that. You know, I'm not uh, feeling as, as shitty as, uh, as I was. I'm drinking tons more water. I'm shooting to hit my water goal every every day now. Um, I kind of slipped the That's last couple great. days, and it's kind of messed with me a little bit. But I am getting... Uh, back into it and the biggest thing is like when i screw up i'm like yeah i screwed up and then i move on i don't dwell on it i don't like make a big deal out of it hey i fucked up and then i'm gonna do better um yeah so i did a i did a weigh-in today and it's been like a couple weeks uh and i've lost six pounds so like i would call that a pretty good start uh it's pretty good but a ways to go still and i feel like i can tell like in my face a little bit like i feel like my face isn't as as fat getting i'm getting more i'm getting rid of like that third chin i had you know I'm, i can get the second one gone um, uh but that's the that's the working out stuff uh and just trying to have a more positive uh mindset 
Um, played a bit of Valheim, not a whole lot. Um, uh, the big game I've been playing, I'll talk about, um, is uh, Loop Hero. So I bought Loop Hero uh, the other day. Uh, it's like $12 on Steam right now. Let me double check that real quick for you guys. And do, 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 do. Let me get the info up. I should have already had it up, but you know, I, uh, I'm i professional on this show and we're doing it live. Um, Loop Hero. I've played, I've played about four hours of it so far, so I just bought this the other day. Uh, and I'm really enjoying it, and it is $12.74. It's 15% off right now. Not a super expensive game. Um, It's about a... I'll read the little uh, blurb for you. It says, The Lich has thrown the world into a timeless loop and plunged its inhabitants into never-ending chaos. Wielding an expanding deck of mystical cards to place enemies, buildings, and terrain along each unique expedition loop for the brave hero. So basically, you play like this hero, and it's just a big loop. It's exactly what it says. It's a loop. And your hero travels around the loop, and you get these cards, and you place the cards down, and they can sp some of them can spawn monsters. Some of them can put, like, a village there. It'll give you a quest when you pass through it or heal you. Um, so I'm not super far into it. Um, but I've liked what I've played so far. And, like, the battling system is, like, it just auto-battles. But you, you try to equip your best gear and stuff and try to make it through each loop and collect resources, and you can upgrade this, up the, upgrade this village town thing. And, like, I'm still learning it, obviously, but... Um, I think it's worth the 12 bucks for sure. I think it's worth what it would be normally, which is 15, but, um, nice. liking it so far, if you have a spare 12 bucks and any of that, like, so it's like a roguelite. So you kind of keep some of your progress if you lose, if you like get killed. Um, but if you have like a spare 12 bucks, you don't mind taking a shot on something, uh, take a shot at loop hero. Um, uh, we watched, uh, and that, moving on from the games, that's kind of all the game stuff I've dealt with. A, a lot of a lot of my past couple weeks have actually just been the workout changes. Um, we watched Batteries Not Included, which as we watched it, I realized that I'd probably seen this as a little kid. Um, but uh, we were joking around with it pretty, 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 pretty hard. If you've never seen Batteries Not Included, it's a... It, if, if you don't know what it is, it's pretty funny to watch because, like... It's like they're hmm. trying to tear down these people's building, and then all of a sudden these UFO robots show up. Uh, so if you've never seen it, check it out. It's pretty interesting. And then yeah. we watched Clue. There, there were a couple of people that hadn't seen Clue, the movie Clue before, um, and that was a really uh, that was really a lot of fun, especially with people that hadn't seen it before and got to see if they could figure out who who done it. Um, but that's gonna be it for me. That's all we've done. All I've done the past couple weeks there. There you go. I'm kind of gearing up for some uh, some tabletop RPG stuff, but not quite hit the full steam on that yet. All yes. right. That's what we've been up to, guys. It is news time, I believe. And we have a little bit of news, quite a bit of news, because we've missed a couple weeks. Yeah, we have. We actually do have quite a bit. There might be some that we missed, because there's just a lot to keep track of over the past, you know, a little bit. But we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead here and... Uh... Start off with what, what we got, um, and we'll, we'll see from there. But anyway, um, let's go ahead and get into it then, right? Yeah, let's hit it. All righty. So, first piece of news we have here for uh, 
the gaming side of things is Watch Dogs Legion is getting co-op tomorrow. Oh, damn. Tomorrow, Watch Dogs Legion is getting a multiplayer mode for the open world uh, game. Uh, it was supposed to have uh, initially launched on December 3rd, 2020, uh, but it was delayed to now uh, in order to develop uh, or in order to allow developers time and space to patch out uh, the game's many bugs. Um, yes. So players will be able to roam, uh, freely roam uh, London in cooperative groups. Uh, there will also be a call, a series of co-op missions and raid like and a raid like mission called Leader of the Pack that requires a four-person fire team. Um, beyond that, uh, Watch Dogs Legion will also get a co-op uh, competitive mode called Spiderbot Arena, in which four players compete in a free-for-all deathmatch with the game Spiderbot gadgets. Uh, Ubisoft calls it Legion's first available player versus player mode. Uh, Players who picked up the game season pass will also get access to two single player missions. One, Guardian Protocol, is about rogue AI algorithms, and the second one, Not in Our Name, is all to do with misinformation and a ruthless tabloid owner. So that is happening tomorrow. So if you have Watch Dogs Legion, keep an eye out for this update because it's happening mañana tomorrow. Interesting. We'll have to check that out, I guess. Yeah, and I know Josh that you have it, so yeah, you definitely. I do. Have to let us was, know how that is. <clears throat> I was just playing some old gameplay footage over there, by the way, guys. That was I, uh, new. I, I I was I was waiting on this game, uh, to get it at some point. I still don't have it, so I'm gonna wait to get it eventually. But I do want to check it out. A wait um, for a sale, I would say. Yeah. Per- personal, personal, personal. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Like I said, I know you have it, so so definitely let us know how that is, because I'm 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 intrigued by that. <laughs> All uh, right. Moving on from uh watchdogs. Uh so here's something that we all knew was going to happen. Uh and it wasn't confirmed until a little bit more recently. Uh but Anthem is dead. Yeah, uh, you know the Bioware game Anthem that uh, you know everybody thought was looked interesting before it came out, and then they came out, and then it was a know. big disaster. That one, yeah, and then you know it was like the Iron Man simulator, basically that just didn't, yeah, and then they were like, oh, we're gonna work on the game and make it better. Uh, yep, turns out uh, it's it's no longer uh, they're no longer doing that. So Anthem next is done. Um, they're keeping the live service running, but like I don't know who. Yeah, I don't know who's who's still playing this game to be honest. Um, since the launch, they, they've been trying to improve it, but like, you know, whatever. Uh, they put out a, they put out an update uh, on the Bioware website. Um, I don't know if you want to go ahead and read that, Josh. Or, or yeah, no. I can read it. <clears throat> it says, "This was uh, this was February twenty fourth, so it's a little bit old now, but we'll read it anyway. It's yeah. just a quick little little read." Um, it says, "Friends, in the spirit of transparency and closure, we want to share that we've made the difficult decision to step our new develop to stop. Sorry, stop our new development work on Anthem, aka Anthem Next. We will, however, continue to keep the Anthem live service running as it exists today." Since Anthem's launch, the team has been working hard to continually improve the game 
releasing multiple updates that brought with them a variety of improvements and introduced new content to play. Towards the end of 2019, we expanded on that effort and started working on a more fundamental restructure of the game. During the development, we've provided updates revealing some of the team's work through blog posts and conversations with you on social media, and it's been inspiring for us to see the positive reactions and feedback. I've been incredibly proud of the work the team has been doing and excited to see and play each new build of the experience. 2020 was a year unlike any other, however, and while we continue to make progress against all our game projects at Best Buy, uh, Best Buy, at Bioware, <laughs> fuck me, bro. <laughs> I, had a, I, had a horrible, I had a horrible flashback of when I used to work at Best Buy for some reason. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I have no That's idea where funny. that came from. Um, Bioware, working from home during the pandemic has, because I think when 2020 started, I was working at Best Buy. <laughs> That's what happened. Uh, working from home during the pandemic has had an impact on our product productivity and not everything we had planned as a studio before COVID-19 can be accomplished without putting undue stress on our teams. I know this will be disappointing to the community of Anthem players who have been excited to see the improvements we've been working on. It's also disappointing for the team who are doing brilliant work and for me personally. Anthem is what brought me to Bioware, and the last two years have been some of the most challenging and rewarding experiences of my life. Game development is hard. The, uh, decisions like these are not easy. Moving forward, we need to uh, we need to laser focus on our efforts as a studio to strengthen the next Dragon Age and Mass Effect titles, while continuing to provide quality updates to Star Wars: The Old Republic. To the Anthem community, thank you for your passion and creativity. Your feedback and suggestions most certainly help shape the team's direction. And on a personal note, your kindness and encouragement were much needed last year. Please stay safe and be kind to each other. Strong alone and stronger together. That is by Christian Daly, Daly over at yes. Bioware. So, yeah, there's there's their reasoning for, uh, you know, letting go of Anthem, which, again, I mean, we all knew, like, <laughs> it was probably going to happen. Yeah, like they they're like, oh, we're gonna work on it, we're gonna make it better. But like, I mean, come on, man! Like, we all again, we all knew this was gonna happen. EA so. came to check them out. They obviously did not think there had been enough progress or like what they saw, and they just pulled the plug on it. And you know, sometimes you got to do that. You know, it sucks for those people that wanted to see what was coming next. It sucks for the people that were working on that that really wanted to get a better experience to those people. But it, they just decided it's probably not worth the money to continue this. So it's better. To put that cash toward the next Mass Effect, toward the next Dragon Age, um, and to whatever other secret things that Bioware is working on. Yeah. Which, you know, I kind of feel bad for people who bought the game and were like, all right, well, it's shitty now, but it's going to get better, right? And then now it's like, nope. It ain't. Yeah. It ain't gonna. It ain't. It ain't gonna get better. <laughs> and I'm. I'm sure COVID nineteen did play a huge part in that too. Like, uh, of course, last yeah, year yeah. was a. It's it a affected, huge. Affected a lot of things. Was a huge, uh, just down year for all that stuff. So. Um. If we have nothing more to say on that, we can move on. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Bioware, or slide slide into the next story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of Bioware, uh, EA has removed the multiplayer mode from Dragon Age, from the new Dragon Age game, uh, as a report from uh, Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg. Um, so yeah, they, uh, EA has made the decision to remove all of their planned multiplayer components from the game, according to people familiar with the matter. 
Um, this is a uh, significant shift uh, because, as we all know, within the most uh, well, within re- within the most recent years, the a lot of their games have been very uh, uh, online monetization. Live service, uh, basically, right? Yeah, yeah, they've been, they, yeah, they've been live service. That's a, that's that's a good word for it. Um. So yeah, they. Uh, I I imagine that a a big part of this decision was uh, Jedi Fallen Order because that was a uh, single player uh, experience that. Uh, I th- I'm I'm pretty sure most people enjoy it. I mean, I to be honest, I don't really know if I, there's somebody that I that I know that played the game and didn't like it. I've heard nothing but good things about Jedi Fallen Order. I've obviously played it. You guys can mm-hmm. go watch my, my playlist. I've played it. It's great. I, I enjoy the game. It, we re- we recently did the uh, games of the decade from uh, what was it 2010 to. 2020 something like that i believe so uh and uh it was my game of the year for 2019 jedi fallen order so but yeah i'd imagine that the single player game of uh jedi fallen order made uh them kind of rethink the whole online multiplayer you know kind of thing and then obviously and then also in addition to that the game we just finished talking about anthem which completely failed uh, mm-hmm. So I think that kind of gives them uh, a little bit more of like, all right, th- what we were planning on doing for this new Dragon Age game probably shouldn't do anymore. Yeah. Um, and then, and I'm just, and I'm speaking as somebody who has not played the Dragon Age games. I want to. I have them. I plan on playing them. But there's just so many games I need to get through, man. Uh, I- I'm trying to get through them. I'm trying to get through them. But there's there's a lot. Uh, Definitely want to though. I'm I'm very curious about the, what they're gonna do with this new Dragon Age game. Um, regardless of not having played um the other ones, but um, yeah. Apparently, uh, during the development, uh, which by the way, the 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 current Dragon Age game that they're uh you know working on has been in development since 2015. Uh, but in the fall of 2017, EA and Bioware rebooted the game for, you know, for like a, a, a live service. They wanted to turn it into a live service. Uh, and that change led to the departure of creative director Mike Laidlaw and uh, and caused some employees to dismiss the game as Anthem with Dragons. Um, and then EA announced uh, in 2018 uh, that the new Dragon Age... Uh, uh, well, they announced the new Dragon Age in 2018, but didn't share a whole lot of details. Um, and but behind the scenes, there's been a lot of like you know fluctuation with you know what the hell they've been trying to do with, with that game. Um, but members of Bioware's leadership team fought to uh, pivot the game back to a single player only. Um, and all, of course, they not only have been working on Dragon Age, but they've also been working on the new Mass Effect game. Uh, as as well as the remastered uh, of the trilogy, which is coming out in May. Uh, but you know, people consider uh, this Dragon Age game uh, to be critical in the future of of uh, 
of bio for bioware because uh, you know after its last two games anthem and, and mass effect andromeda were both uh not very well received um but yeah so we'll we'll see there's a there's a team of about 30 people that worked on the game uh on on anthem i should say that are now going to be helping out on dragon age so yeah so josh somebody who uh has played dragon age who's a fan of the dragon age uh, franchise series mm-hmm. what say you of this change in development sorry i was waiting for a truck to pass because they like to yell through my microphone um <laughs> yeah this is a good thing this is a very very good thing um I'm glad that EA came in and was like, hey, we need to not do this. This is terrible. It's a terrible idea. We just had to fucking kill Anthem, like, last week, like, that reboot. Uh, we don't want to do that with the next Dragon Age, and they probably went in there with Bioware, because there's people... I'm sure there's people at Bioware that wanted to do the live service thing. Everybody likes to make money. Live service is a way to make money. However, I believe EA has seen what happened with Anthem. They weren't making a lot of money, and it tore their already terrible reputation. Um... Even worse. So they probably came in and was like, guys, look, you guys haven't had... And, and this is not me shitting on Bioware, although it's going to sound like I am. Guys, you haven't had a hit in a hot minute. Like, we've had nothing but complaints. And look, <laughs> we all like to point the gun at EA all the time and be like, they're the big bad guy, and they're the ones doing all these decisions. They're all the money man. They're yeah. the ones doing all of it. Right. It's not that black and white. I guarantee you that. Um. So I imagine they went in here and was like, all right, Here's what it is. You guys need to hit a fucking grand slam out of the park because if you don't, I would, I personally would think they would take, they would probably disband Bioware if you want to know the truth. If they would just probably completely absorb it, they probably lay a ton of people off or swap them out or whatever. But I do not think what little bit of Bioware's old credibility that remains would remain much if they made Dragon Age a live service game. So I think this is them giving Bioware, like, here you go. You do the absolute damnedest best you can with this. And don't worry about yeah. this live service multiplayer bullshit. You go out there and do the best you can. And you better make it a good one. Because if you don't, we'll probably shut you down. Yeah. You know, like. I mean, like, yeah, this game is going to be very, very important for the future of Bioware for sure. Um, So I definitely want them to hit it out of the park. Uh, Dragon Age is a game that I absolutely love. Uh, a series that I absolutely love, along with Mass Effect. Um, And anybody that's watched uh, Bioware, since it got acquired by Electronic Arts, which has, you know, we point the gun at all the time, and I'm sure they had a good influence on fucking a bunch of shit up, sure. But, uh, (laughs) um, you'll see there's just the string of mediocre to okay. Like, but you don't, that's not Bioware. You need Grand Slams, all right? Yeah. You need a Grand Slam now. So you better do the best you can, or, or you won't right. have a job. Hopefully they do the best they can. Yeah. And they've had a lot of turmoil at that studio, you know? They lost Mike Laidlaw. They've lost Mark Dara. They've lost um, a lot of those. Uh, they've lost Casey Hudson. They've lost a lot of those uh, people that worked there that were Bioware employees for years, many years. I think the biggest thing that hurt them was losing Mike Laidlaw, which, by the way, Mike Laidlaw streams on Twitch. You can go check out his Twitch, and he talks about game development and stuff on there. So, mm. you know, check him out if that's something that interests you. I'm a big fan of Mike Laidlaw. I like hanging out in his Twitch chat. Um, 
But yeah, I think this is probably EA being like, hey, you got to hit this one out of the park or you're done. Yeah. So I hope they absolutely crush it. We'll we'll see, right? We'll see what happens. Hopefully, I mean, this, this definitely bodes well that you know they're not they're like moving away from the whole live service multiplayer monetization bullshit. So, and I think it shows EA not being the big evil co- corporate overlords for once. They're like giving them free reign. Do it. Don't worry about the live service shit. Fuck that. Do it. Do the best you can. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Moving on from that, we have a official teaser trailer for System Shock. Oh boy, which looks pretty rad. I, I, I like I, I like what I see here. I've never played any of the uh... the original ones. No, nah, I've never played any of those. Well, then you might want to check this one out. Yeah, because it looks pretty cool. I don't even know what it's about. I know well, nothing. There you go. Oh, we're in it just, space? It just, it just looks so cool, too. Like, look at this. I don't know if you're watching with or with sound, Josh, but it's... Uh... I do not have sound on, but okay. I can turn it on. Mostly because I was listening to you talk. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, it's... it's uh, I, I, I like the colors that we see here. I like the vibe they're giving off. It kind of reminds me of like Bioshock mixed with like Alien Isolation. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. I'm, 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 uh, I'm digging it. It looks I, really cool. I, I'm definitely interested in it after this little tease because I love, I love sci-fi stuff. I always want more of it. Um, so yeah, yeah so I definitely will be checking that out. The at the end of the official of this little teaser, it says if you pre-order now, you will uh, receive the System Shock Two Enhanced Edition for free. Interesting. So, yeah, we all looks, like free shit. This one, this one has been a long time coming. I know they've been working on this game for a good while now, so it's cool that there's finally like a more recent, you know, teaser update in general. You know, well, that's cool. I'm definitely looking forward to that. That, that looks very, uh, very cool. Um. I dig that for sure. Um, within the past two weeks, it was also a uh, PlayStation uh, or a Sony uh, PlayStation State of Play where they announced some things. Uh, I forget. Did you? Did you? You ended up watching this, right? Yeah, we were watched it. Uh, you were. You watched it on stream, didn't you? Sorry. Uh, no, I don't think I streamed it. I just, I just watched it like. No, no, no. I was thinking of the other thing. My bad. I was thinking of the Nintendo thing. No, the, um, the, the Nintendo one, yeah. But the PlayStation one, I think I just watched off stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. But I couldn't remember. Here's some stuff that they talked about. Uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. Is getting a PS5 upgrade when it launches on March 12th. Uh, faster loading times, dual sense features, uh, like improved haptics. And adaptive trigger usage uh, also enhanced 3D audio. Uh, and also, if you have it on the PS4, you'll be able to transfer saves from PS4 to PS5. For those of you that are able to get your hands on a PS5, this is for you. Because <laughs> hmm. it seems to be impossible for the rest of everybody else. Uh, I'm not a big Crash Bandicoot mm-hmm. guy, though. I'm not 
either particularly. Um, I always, I always played them as a kid, but I remember playing like I used to have these like old demo discs. For those of you who remember, let's let's go back in time to about uh, twenty years ago, two thousand one, right? Uh, I used to have this thing called the PlayStation magazine, where they would send you the magazine. And in the magazine, you would have a little demo disc. So you'd have like demos and videos for like PS1 games, PS2 games. And on one of those discs, or a couple of them, I forget which ones, but I had, I know at least one, there was uh, some Crash Bandicoot on that. And I remember playing that, like, you know, back in the day. Um, so yeah, I, I've never really played the Crash Bandicoot games other than like on that. So like I wasn't I've never really been like a huge fan of them, but uh, you know it's obviously this is dope for anybody who's a fan of the franchise and everything and 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 is and likes this game. So hell yeah, this is for for all you guys out there. Yeah boy. All right, what was next showing, my friend? Next up, we have a gameplay overview for Returnal, which is the third person roguelike, uh, coming to PS5 on April thirtieth. Um, and this looks like the Dark Souls-ish kind of, you know, third-person shooter kind of thing. Yes. From, uh, yeah. Which, honestly, this game kind of intrigues me. Like, if I had a PS5, this would be one of the games that I'd have my radar on. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's something about it. Like it, it. like, it looks like a tough game, kind of. But it also looks pretty cool like it looks pretty fun like it looks like something that i would want to play i don't know i just i just dig the whole i dig the whole vibe from it like just watching this video here that you're showing up on stream it's like i don't know it just, it just looks cool like i it looks like something that i would play you know yeah something so yeah, we've talked about be, in uh... the um in the past is like how this this era of games like all of them are sci-fi and this one is definitely super sci-fi horror <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah, dude! Uh, fuck those tentacles, man. Majin in the chat brings up a good point. He's like, "Oh, sir, the tentacles remind me of GTFO." We're playing, yeah. Like I said, like I mentioned at the top of the show for you know, what we've been doing the past time or whatever. Mm-hmm. GTFO. There's this monster in that game that like has like tentacles coming out of its head. So yeah, it's like, oh fuck that, dude. <laughs> F- fucking PTSD from that. Uh, but no, yeah, this yeah. game looks looks pretty cool. It's. I'm still not sure exactly like what the story is or anything, but uh, in terms of like gameplay, it looks fun, um, and it looks like a also like lighting wise, it looks like a very like darkish game with like a bunch of bright lights, or, you know, in the middle of that. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I just it looks it looks neat. It looks rad. Um, like I said, if I had a PS5, this would be definitely be on my radar. It releases, it's a PS5 exclusive, um, and it releases on April 30th, so that, that we're still a month away from this. But, um, yeah, it looks cool. I'll, I'll, I'll probably, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know if I should just watch somebody else play it, or if I should just, like, wait, hold off and see if, you know, for whenever I get a PS5, I'll play it myself, but. Yeah. I don't know. You might you might pop in and watch an hour of it and be like if that's for you or not kind of deal and then just kind of walk yeah. away. I've done that before with with things if I want if I want to check them out I'm like, am I gonna check this out? Uh, I'll watch Co play like an hour of it. Be like, 
all right, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this to play it myself. Or, eh, I don't think it's for me, but I'll probably still watch Copeland, you know, kind of things like that. Yeah, because I know I, I definitely have games like that where it's like I'm not interested enough to play them myself, but like I'm still interested enough to watch somebody else play it, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. You get like a big hint at the story here toward the end where you go all of a sudden you're first person and you walk into this building. I know people were like PT or whatever. It's like, I know, right? That's what it felt like. I know. Look at that. (laughs) Uh, Very interesting uh, uh, stuff from Returnal. I'm definitely kind of interested. I'm interested in it now more than I was before. So, gotcha. All Uh, right. What's next? Next up is Knockout City, which was unveiled earlier this month with some great marketing. Uh, the game itself launches on May 21st. So this is one of the uh, EA games that they're doing, kind of like obviously like a sports game, you know, type thing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it. I will say that I have played this a little bit already. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty fun. I mean, the, from what I from what I tried, it was pretty fun. Um, to me, though, it's just one of those games where it's like I'll play it for like a little bit, and then I'm like, all right, I'm kind of done with it. But I mean, if you're into like knocking somebody the hell out with the dodgeball, then, then this is for you. You know, you get to like customize your character and that kind of thing, and there's like a couple of different game modes and whatnot. But yeah, I uh, K-O. yeah, just knock, I know you can become the ball. <laughs> they show that part like you like literally turn yourself into a weapon for your team which was pretty funny that's funny uh, yeah there it is hey he's the, he's the ball <laughs> boom uh, I'm probably not going to play this I'll be honest I don't know if it's this yeah I mean me. uh, no I that's I understand I get it Um. so yeah knockout, that's knockout city uh, next up, uh, the team behind Absolver revealed their next game called Sifu. It is a uh, brawling action game set to release on the PS5 and PS4 sometime later this year. Yes, uh, this looks interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I-, I think it looks pretty pretty cool too as well. Uh, another one of those things where I'm like, I'm kind of curious to how this works because. As we watch this, you'll see some uh, some weird changes happen. But one thing that Absolver uh, did uh, was have that really cool uh, other martial art fighty game um, uh, that that was really uh, had like a cool combat system to it. So uh, that makes me kind of excited for this. But like, I'm kind of curious to how this is gonna is because like, if you see, he loses, gets knocked out, and he magically grows a beard and get old, gets older. So I'm like kind of curious to how uh, that's gonna work out. Like, what does that mean? Does he get more? I don't know. Like, more better at martial arts the more he gets his ass kicked, or what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, it looks like it's gonna have boss fights, which is interesting. Um, and I just love martial arts stuff, and haven't really had a whole lot of it since the original Jade Empire. So I'll be definitely mm. checking this out. It's definitely on my radar. Yeah, it's on mine as well. It looks it looks fun. It looks like a fun fun game. Uh, yeah, I I have not played Absolver, but it was something that I like. I was like very curious to trying out, but I just I never got to it. Um, but anyway, yeah, that looks fun. Sifu looks fun, so we'll see what happens. 
Uh, next up, we have this game called Solar Ash, which was first revealed in 2019, and it's finally coming out this year. Uh, it'll be available for both PS4 and PS5. Um, it's a little bit of a gameplay walkthrough here. It looks it looks very pretty. It's not gonna be a game I play. I'll just tell you that right off the bat. I don't play these types of things, but uh, it is. I, I I tend to watch other people play these types of games just because I I don't really they don't really. Uh, it's not that they, they don't appeal. appeal to me exactly, but I'm just not very good at them, so I, they don't appeal mm. to me because I suck. <laughs> I, I I got you. Um, uh, yeah, but I I'm, I remember when they showed I, this. Uh, off. <laughs> I for me it depends. Like sometimes I am into these kind of games, sometimes I'm not. I don't know. It just it, it depends on the on the game itself. But um, I don't know. Yeah, like this this is a very like the art style of this is pretty pretty cool. I feel like I I mess with it's, this art style a lot. Like it looks really it's cool. very pretty. It's very very it, pretty. For sure. Uh, definitely definitely like this art style. Um, I don't know if this is one that I'll play or not. It kind of reminds me of like journey yeah and like transistor or something you know i don't know like i, it, I don't know it, it, it looks neat but i i don't know if i'll i don't know if i'll be playing this or not again i'll, I'll probably like yeah i'm sure somebody that i watch stream will play it and i'll watch it that way but but yeah i don't know um it's a very pretty looking game uh Again, for me, it just depends on like the the type of or not the type of game, but like just it depends on the on the game itself. Like some 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 of these, I'll be like, yeah, I'll play it, and some of them, I'll be like, I, I'll just and watch somebody else do it. But yeah, I don't know this one in particular. I'm still not decided, but I mean, it does it does look pretty. So. Mm-hmm. It's coming out again sometime this year. PS4, PS5. Don't 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 have an exact release date, but yeah. I did think this part's cool where they're like riding on the back and like of this serpent thing and like mm-hmm. biting it, kind of. Um. Next up, they announced the Five Night Five Nights at Freddy's security <laughs> breach game, which uh, I never really cared about these Five Nights at Freddy's games. I'm just gonna be honest. Nah. Um. So this is not for me. My only knowledge of these games is watching streamers play them and then get jump scared. Like that's like it. I know nothing about Five Nights at Freddy's. Never really just, cared to. I don't either. All. I just remember these were like kids' games that like little kids used to play on like the iPhone or whatever. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And like they got so popular that they made toys and shit, and like you know they got it got bigger than it should have been probably. But anyway. Uh, whoever came up with the idea yeah good good for the five nights of freddy's people because they i mean i'm sure they didn't i'm sure they didn't expect this shit to be as big as it turned out to be you know (laughs) good for them man nothing like a horror movie said in chuck e cheese (laughs) uh but yeah we're probably not gonna spend a lot of time on that because that's not our deal at all no All right, moving on. Moving on from that, we have another game that is not really for me. Oddworld Soulstorm uh, will be free for PlayStation 5 subscribers, or for PlayStation 5 for PS Plus subscribers. 
when it launches on April 6th. Yep, again, <clears throat> Odd World was never my thing growing up. <clears throat> Same. It's like, it has to have people that play it because they keep making the damn thing. Of course, right? yeah, like, of course. Like again, this uh, is another case of like good. This is a good thing for the people who are a fan of these that this game mm-hmm. series. But I personally just don't. This is not for me. I've never. Really... Uh, but I know they talk about some of the uh, the PS5 uh, enhancements I, to, be honest, to it. So... Here, just, just to like inter, just to like interject real quick. I'm just yeah, usually go. not really a big fan of side scrollers to begin with. Same. But anyway, go ahead, Josh. Uh, I was just going to say, I know they were talking about some of the things that they can do with the PS5, which, like, they can use, like, the uh, haptic feedback. You could feel, like, the main character's heartbeat and stuff like that. And, yeah. Um, kind of, like, trippy little stuff that the PS5 lets you do. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, this these it's, it's odd world's not for me, man. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a weird, kooky, strange thing that's not for me. <laughs> Same. So moving on from Odd World. Moving on from Odd World. We have ah, a game that I am very interested in. Same. And this is Kena Bridge of Spirits. Uh coming out August 21st, which is originally slated for a release for this month. But this game I always thought from the very first time I saw it looked fucking amazing. It's just gorgeous. I mean, sit here and watch it. It's like a fucking movie. It's like Even, yeah, it's like you're it's like you're playing through a Pixar movie, right? Like it looks mm-hmm. so cool. Like when they get to the gameplay, the gameplay looks exactly the same as these as the little cutscenes to me. Like like it yeah. just is just it's it's just beautiful to look at. Like Ember Lab, Emberlab. Yeah, they've made something that's really gorgeous looking, and I can't wait to get my hands on it. Very pretty game. This is one that is for sure on my list for this year. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I definitely want to explore this world more. I want to know the story. I, want I mean, to look know what at the hell's the, going on. It's look so at pretty. The fucking sh- look at these shots. Like this man, it looks so cool. All the green and the you know the stone and the and look at this fucking guy over here. You like a boss fight in here? That's a cool looking mask. There we have some. There we have some gameplay. Yeah. Which again looks really good. Uh, for me, oh. the, what what sells me really the most on this game is when they show like those dark, shadowy areas, and then she does her little staff thing, and it becomes like a bright, beautiful. This right here that they just showed on screen. Yeah. For yeah. me, is uh, um, really dope, and it is super. Uh, I, I don't even know how they do that because it doesn't even stutter when they do it. It just looks great. Um, so yeah, this is one I'm actually really excited for and can't wait to try. Look at the big stone ball, dude. That looks cool. <laughs> and then I'm curious, like how all those little companions you have are gonna help you out. On- yeah, they kind of make me think of Pikmin. Uh, this, for those of yeah, you that yeah. Because yeah. there's so <laughs> many of them, you know. Mm-hmm. And she puts like I'm curious on. of all the different abilities and you know things you can do with them. Cool looking mask, by the way. She has to become the ghost of Tsushima. Um, the uh, uh, 
This part intrigues me because like it, 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 that monster reaches up and grabs that little old lady and then turns her into like this giant monster thing. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, that's, I also like that she can turn yeah. her, uh, you know, into a bow. Yeah, her staff like into like, a bow. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's it's. I just like that you know you can have basically multiple weapons off of the August twenty fourth, guys. We will get our hands on this one, so we got a little bit of a wait on it. Yeah. If it, if it doesn't Great. get delayed, I don't trust release dates at the moment, but <laughs> yeah, that's fair, man. That's uh, fair. Uh, but but you know, definitely one that I have that we both have on our radar. So for sure, we'll be keeping an eye on that one very closely. I'm very interested in that one. We watch your career with great interest. Indeed, indeed. Um, we're down to the last two for the PlayStation State of Play. Uh, the next one we have here is the Death Loop official gameplay trailer number three, Deja Vu, aka the um, Bond, the Bond opening, <laughs> because that's what this is. They showed off more gameplay before the May twenty first uh, release, and yeah, this uh, this this theme that they have during this trailer is very very Bond. Mm -hmm. And the trailer is very Bond, like like as it plays out. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, so this game has been delayed multiple times. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it, to the point where it's like, is this ever gonna come out? <laughs> um, but it is. It's I. I'm pretty sure it is gonna come out. I. I don't. You know, I'll probably end up checking this out. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't have a lot of hype for it because it's been delayed so much, and it's like eh, I'm just kind of tired of seeing all the trailers and stuff. I want to get my hands on the game, kind of. There has been quite a few. We we have seen a lot of this over the past mm -hmm. like year or so. I feel like we've seen a bunch of this game. Mm hmm. A lot of the a lot of trailers for this. They're like, don't yeah. forget we have this. Well, guys, we know we delayed it, but don't forget we have it. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm Luke. I'm lukewarm on it. I guess. Would be I mean, it looks cool to me. Like, I, I, I'll probably end up checking this out at some point. It looks fun. Uh, obviously, it looks very dishonored because it's from the same people. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I dig the vibe. You know, the whole like assassin, you know, James Bond dealio that they're kind of giving off here. It looks, it looks like it'll be a fun time. Um. I just I just don't know if I'll be getting this like right when it comes out. I'll probably end up waiting on it for a little bit. And yeah, I mean, we we like I said, we've seen we've seen a lot of this game like pretty recently. Uh, so I I would be fine if they kind of just like let this sit for a little bit, mm -hmm. and then of course you know they'll have to come out with something again right before the game comes out, but to remind everybody that it's out. But I mean. Just you know, just let it uh, let it chill for a little bit. There's other games that we haven't heard about for a hot minute that could, you know, we would probably would would be good hearing from. Uh, but I mean, again, I I don't really have anything negative to say about this. It's just you know, yeah, yeah. It's it's been delayed a couple times, like you said, and we've seen a lot of it over the past year. So just you know, don't overdo it, Deathloop. Uh, we we know we know you're coming out. Uh, yeah, you look you you look good, Deathloop. Uh, and I'm very intrigued by by you, but uh, yeah, just just cool it for a little bit. Deathloop. 
Yeah, first you don't succeed. Console exclusive. Die, die again. Yeah. All right. Well, does this does that, this still not have a date? Yeah, it was like May twenty fifth or, or May twenty fifth. Okay, okay. I was very confused. I was like, "Where's the date at?" Because I didn't show it at the end. Yeah, so it it's coming out because as a release date. <laughs> gotcha. But uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and move on to the last thing here, which is the Final Fantasy VII remake Integrade, which I, I I don't. I guess it's just the PS five version of Final Fantasy VII remake. There is, and then there's like uh, a DLC episode coming, right, or something. It's new content, including the first playable appearance of Yuffie Kisaragi uh, in these new games. Uh, and if you already own the remake on PS4, you get integrated for free. And it even includes save data transfer from the previous game. You'll be able to hop back into last year's one of last year's best adventures with improved graphics and loading times on June 10th, so summertime. Get that, that um, hot that hot 60 fps yeah so i don't know who this yuffie girl is because i haven't played any of these final fantasy games but apparently people uh, are all about her or whatever um i still haven't played the this game uh i've been wanting to get it i just haven't had a chance to get it yet but i, I grabbed it on the I grabbed I grabbed it on the PlayStation Plus because it's on there. It's the giveaway this month, I believe. Yeah, which we're going to talk about here after. Uh, oh, gotcha. This. Um, but yeah, this is uh, on my list. I got to play it as well. I've never played a single Final Fantasy game. <laughs> Same. Uh. But it looks very pretty, and uh... yeah, I mean, it's it's again, it's cool for like if you have a PS5 because you know if you already own it, then you get. I, I'm liking the whole like free upgrade stuff. Like if you own a game from PS4, it's, you know they they just give, they give it to you for PS5. I think that's dope. That, that yeah, these game companies and whatnot are doing. Um, because I know they're not all doing that, but so the ones that are, you know, good on you for doing that. Yes. Um, all right, what's next, bud? Next up, we're going to talk about PlayStation Plus because guess what? Yeah. Final Fantasy VII Remake is on there for this month for free. Grab it. So for for this month in uh, uh, March's uh, 2021 lineup for PlayStation Plus, for PS5, you get Maquette. Uh, for PS4, you get the Final Fantasy VII Remake and Remnant from the Ashes. And, and then for PSVR, you get Farpoint. So definitely, if you are a uh, um, member of PlayStation Plus, go ahead and pick up your free games. I currently am not a member of PlayStation Plus. I got to renew my membership. Uh, I think mine, mine expired like last month. And then I just I just need to uh, I need to renew it. But yeah, those are some pretty solid games for for the month. You know, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Remnant from the Ashes, uh, Farpoint, and Maquette. So pick that up if you're a member. Mm-hmm. Uh, worthy of note for the yes, pi- for that. the for the uh, for the Final Fantasy VII Remake is that uh, 
the PS4 version of the Final Fantasy remake available to PS Plus members is not eligible for the PS5 digital version upgrade. Which makes kind Which, of sense. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That's fair enough on their part. Um, but anyway, that is what's on the lineup for PlayStation Plus for this month. Uh, next up, we have the new Pokemon game that was announced at the Pokemon uh, Direct from Nintendo. Uh, Breath of the Pikachu over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Pokemon Legends uh, Arceus or Arceus or however you pronounce that. I'm not familiar with the. Uh, let me. I've heard of the name, but like I mean, I just. I actually I still haven't watched Australia yet, so it's the first time. Gen watching, One you know? is my Pokemans, all right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Pokemon Legends, a familiar region, a new story. So basically, people have been comparing this to like you know, Legend the Zelda game, Breath of the Wild. Um, which, you know, it's it's hard to say it doesn't look like that because there's a lot of green and the map looks very doesn't look exactly the same, but it looks similar to the uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And, you know, it's third person. You got your little character running around all over the place. and Yeah, I mean, it's catch that Pokemon. Name that Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, so I know people have been wanting a game like this for a very long time. It's like years, like an, I want to say. Like an open world Pokemon game. Yeah. Yeah, people have been wanting this for years. I, I mean, shit, I know I've heard of people wanting something like this since like the GameCube era. Yeah. So here we go. Finally, for for everybody who's been wanting one like this, it's finally happening. It's coming to the Switch. Uh, I don't think it has a release date, right? I think it was no, just announced. And what they showed here is obviously super early, too. Uh, oh, well, it says 2022, so next year. Next year sometime. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, it's coming out in 2022, releasing worldwide in... Oh, in early 2022. It's not even like a late 2022 or anything. It's just like early hmm. next year. Okay. So, all right. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Um, well, that's a thing. It is a thing. Um, I, I, I don't know. For me personally, I don't know. I'll have to huh. wait and see how it is, you know. I'll probably watch a couple other people play it when it comes out here and there. I'll watch some gameplay and stuff. But, uh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just another thing is I'm just not super into Pokemon as much as I used to be. Um Yeah. So that'll probably be a big uh reason for me to decide whether or not I'll be getting it or not. But anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, 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 it'll be one of those where I just wait. Gotcha. Yeah. So, what do we have here next? We have uh... oh, there's this, this, a... a big budget open world Dungeons and Dragons game in development. Yes. Uh, this is an article that I put in here, I believe. Uh, uh, it's from a few days ago from PC Gamer. It says, 
Yeah. It's a big budget open world Dungeons and Dragons game in development, and it's being made by Defense Grid Studio Hidden Path. Uh, let's read here. At the end of 2019, the president of Wizards of the Coast, Chris Cox, said there was seven or eight uh, base games based on Dungeons and Dragons in the works. We know about Baldur's Gate 3 and Dark Alliance, of course, and now thanks to a tweet from Hidden Path Entertainment, we know about one more. Uh, the creator of the Defense Grid series, as well as co-developer of CSGO and Age of Empires 2 HD, posted a series of jobs listings saying we are in development of a AAA third-person open-world fantasy RPG that will take, be taking place inside the Dungeons & Dragons franchise. Hmm. This was backed up by its project narrative director, Whitney Beltran, uh, who, yeah. I, I probably butchered their name, who has written uh, for games like State of Decay 2 and Beyond Blue. Um... The tweet says, uh, there's a tweet here from uh, Hidden Path that says, Hidden Path is hiring. We're in development of a AAA open world RPG based in Dungeons Dragons franchise. They're hiring for a graphics designer, lead graphics programmer, senior technical artist, and a writer. As for what kind of RPG it's going to be, the job listing mentions Unreal Engine 4, and the writer position calls for voiced dialogue writing skills and narrative branching skills, as well as experience with strong ensemble cast. Sure, sounds like stuff you'd expect from a big-budget RPG with a party of companions. The phrase takes place inside the Dungeons & Dragons franchise, while a horrible uh, mangling of the English language also suggests it will use one of the existing D&D settings. Both Baldur's Gate 3 and Dark Alliance are set in the Forgotten Realms, but Whitney Beltran has writing credits on Van Richten's Guide to, Ravenlo uh, Guide to Ravenloft, a forthcoming supplement for the actual tabletop version of D&D, Describing D&D's underused gothic horror, which would make a killer backdrop for a video game. Uh, that's not proof that Hidden Path is making a Ravenloft video game, of course. I'm just putting it out there in this article. So, uh, that would actually be pretty dope if they screwed around in, in uh, uh, Ravenloft. Uh, we meet the good uh, Baron. That'd be fun. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. You know, we all love... Uh, Dungeons and Dragons here, even though we're on a little bit of a D&D break for the moment, but yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I want to see what they can do. I want more D&D games in my life. More D&D in my life. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, what do we got next, Daniel? Next up, we have the final thing that I have written down here. Like I said, I'm sure there's more, but like it's been it's been two weeks guys like if you miss something apologize but the last thing i have on here is something that i'm very excited about Same. i saw this uh this this trailer this this whatever this is announcement trailer and i got hype because i love me some <laughs> aliens and this looks fucking awesome i can't wait to play this with friends man this is gonna be this is gonna be so fun dude Yes. It's actually very reminiscent of the game that I've been playing recently, which is UTFO, but but this is like third person and obviously you're dealing with aliens and stuff, and I just ah uh, was or was xenomorphs, I should say. But yeah, this looks fun, dude. I can't wait, man. This looks fucking awesome. Look, when Daniel and I play this, because we are obviously gonna play this, uh we're gonna we be quoting the movie terrible. nonstop. We'll be quoting the movie nonstop. Why don't you put her in charge? Uh, game over, man. All game that shit's over, gonna man. be said. 
There's going to be so many movie quotes from this. Get away from her, you bitch. All that shit's going to be in this. Get away <laughs> from her, you bitch. We love, <laughs> we love aliens. Yo, give All me right? a pulse rifle, bro. I'm ready to go. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. it. I can't wait to play this, dude. This is going to be so much fun. Summer 2021. I'm hype. Uh, that's cool, man. I can't wait to play that. I cannot wait. They they also released like a 22 minute like uh like a walkthrough or something. Like a, a, like oh they they showed like 25 minutes of gameplay. Like they, they showed you like a full mission or something. And like that's cool. I we don't I mean, we're not gonna show it here obviously because that's a lot of time. But like look it up if you're interested. It's it looks. I can't wait, dude. That game looks fucking exciting. I I I can't wait. I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Same. Can't be worse than Colonial Marines, right? Mm, truth. Um, and since Daniel and I are magic, I'm going to put this out here. Uh, I'm waiting on my Dread video game. Just throwing it yes. out there. Dread, putting it out there I'm in a, the ether because we're magic. Out, uh, Robocop. Robocop. And, uh, and give us a game similar to this, the one that we just saw, but of uh, Starship Troopers. I would like to play that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank uh, you very much. Everybody out there who makes video games that's listening. Uh, thank you for for making all these games that you want reality. Yes. Um, now I I'm gonna throw it out there. I please give me my uh, go to remake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, that I'm I feel like I'm I don't want to get too greedy here. So look, I'll I'm just gonna say that. for those for those of you that don't know this, whenever Daniel and I have mentioned something we want on stream, usually about a video game, from like a show or movie or anything we've seen or even an old video game, it. Uh, they surprisingly make it. So that's why we're throwing this out there. We want all these things. We're going to abuse our power to get what we want. <laughs> uh, Hell yeah, dude. Um, I, I, yeah. I, just want, I just want these cool games to be a reality, man. Yeah. And a lot of them are, which is great. But anyway, I think that'll... If you don't have anything else for the gaming news, that'll, that's, that'll be it. That's it, that. bro. Let's move all on. right. Let's move on to the, mo- the TV news, I should say. And this relates to video games. Uh, twisted, there's going to be a Twisted Metal series uh, in the works from the Deadpool writers over at Sony Pictures TV and PlayStation Productions. You all know the Twisted Metal game, the you know, PS1 classic. Uh, that's they're going to be turning that into a, uh, a TV show. Uh, you know, vehic- vehicular combat. The first game was released in 1995. Uh, it was re- originally reported in 2019 that Sony was interested in developing a series based on the games. Uh, the series is described as an action comedy uh, based on an original take from Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, uh, the writers behind the Deadpool films and Zombieland. So if you're into Deadpool and, and Zombieland, that's kind of the vibe they're going for. Uh, I'm going to quote uh, Assad uh Kieselbash, head of PlayStation Productions, uh, he says, we're thrilled to have such a great team working on bringing this iconic game to life for the fans. Uh, and that uh, Twisted Metal is one of the most beloved franchises for PlayStation. Um, so yeah, here are some other uh, video game uh, adaptations uh, that were that are being worked on or already happened for TV. So here we go. All right. We have Castlevania, 
from Netflix. Obviously, you know the the animation, the anime show from Netflix, which I like. Thought it was great. We have The Witcher, you know, over at Netflix as well. That one's live action. Uh, we have Resident Evil stuff in the works over at Netflix as well. I think they're doing both live action and animation. Um, we have a Last of Us live action show over at HBO, which you know they recently announced the cast for that. Um, that'll be happening like 2021, 2022 this year, next year. There's Cyberpunk 2077 anime over at Netflix, which will be out next year. There's a Halo live action over at Paramount Plus next year. And then all these other ones that I'm about to say are TBA, but they're in development, they're in the works. So we have Assassin's Creed over at Netflix, which again, live action and animation. There's Diablo animated show over at Netflix in the works. There's a Fallout live action show over at Amazon. There's a Splinter Cell anime over at Netflix. There's a Tomb Raider anime over at Netflix. And then, of course, the one we're talking about right now, which is the Twisted Metal live action show. Which is does not have a distributor yet. But, uh, again, they're, they're in the works. It's in development. So, yeah. Twisted Metal TV series. How do you feel about that, John? Do you even, do you even care? All... I mean, I think it's cool. I want more. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do it at all. Because <laughs> I just, I just remember. And look, I haven't played uh, uh, that stuff in a very long time. But I don't remember there being much of a story to any of that stuff. So I have no, no idea I mean, how they're going to yeah. do it. But it's cool. But I mean, they can always, yeah, they 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 can always add on. To it. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I, I'm I'm intrigued by it. I'm I'm very curious to see how they're gonna do it. I remember liking the Twisted Metal games like twenty years ago, but you know, I haven't played them enough minutes. It was like one of those things you'd play with your cousins. Exactly. Kind of exactly. That's how I played them. Yeah, it was like that and like WCW versus NWO and like shit like that, you know, like those wrestling games. Oh yeah, dude. I used to also play like WWF whatever the the one with the rock and the fucking stone cold on the cover dude <laughs> back on the N64 man that one and like this the the south park game where you throw the yellow snowball <laughs> anyway i'm getting uh, i digress i'm getting a little off but yeah that's in the works um there's a magic kingdom tv universe in the works over at disney plus now you may be asking what the hell is a magic kingdom tv universe well, uh, Disney and Ron Moore are working together to create uh, projects uh, that will explore characters from the Disney parks and classic films. Um, so they're kind of they're gonna want to turn that into a like a well, as they as they said, a universe. So like you know, like like the MCU or you know. Something like that, but for Disney's properties. And uh, like I said, Ron Moore is working on it. For those who don't know, recognize the name, uh, he is the one that uh, 
expanded on the franchise of Battlestar Galactica, you know, the sci-fi version. Um, and then for all, and he also um, is the creator of For All Mankind. Um, but yeah, this, this, is, uh, this is this is interesting. Uh, we already know that they're we already know that Disney's working on stuff like the Jungle Cruise movie and you know things like that. In the past, they've done like Pirates of the Caribbean and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see how they make like shows and movies and all that kind of stuff based off of the characters from you know some of their classic movies and and from like the rides at the parks and stuff. Because obviously, as we know, some of them work out and some of them don't. Um, I like Disney, so I, I'm I'm gonna I'll be uh, uh, cautiously optimistic to see what they do here with this. Um, the fact that they have plans for like a universe for this kind of stuff intriguing. Uh, I don't know how they're gonna do that. Things combined together, but I mean, anything is possible. Yeah. So we have to see what their plan is for that. Um, speaking of Disney, we have some release dates for some of their next shows. Um, we have a release date for Star Wars the Bat or the Bad Batch. Which is releasing on Star Wars Day, uh, May the fourth. Yeah. Over on Disney Plus, I'm very excited for that. I'll be checking that out. Uh, well, I mean, very excited is maybe a little bit bit much, but I mean, it's Star Wars, so you, you know, you guys know. I am. <laughs> uh, so definitely looking forward to that. That'll be interesting. Like to be honest, like I wasn't as excited for this show. As I was for some of the other projects, but I think that last trailer that we saw for for the Bad Batch, like really got me a little bit more, um, like optimistic and like it got it, it definitely it raised my uh, my excitement level for that because I wasn't super overly hyped for the show, but uh, that trailer did it for me. So I'm I'm yeah I'm very. Uh, very looking forward to seeing what they do here. I know they'll kill it because you know it's Bad Batch. It's basically a continuation of the Clone Wars. That's exciting. We're a couple months away from that. And then the other thing we got a release date for was the Loki series, which uh, is also, of course, on Disney Plus, and it is releasing on June 11th. June 11th. We have a release date. For Loki. So there you go. Bad Batch. And. Now speaking of other Marvel shows. We have a. Announcement. Like date announcement trailer. For. Hulu's. Modoc series. Which this to me looks very uh, robot chicken. Yeah, it does. Like when I first saw this, I was like, this looks like super robot chicken. 
And like when I first heard about this, I wasn't sure like if I was gonna be interested in this. But to be honest, it just seems like a stupid ass silly time. So I'm probably gonna check it out. Hmm. It has what's his name, Patton uh, Patton Oswald as uh, Moda. <laughs> um. So I mean, this, this isn't something. This isn't anything that I'm gonna be like, oh my god, I can't wait. You know, it's like super serious, guys. Super. Yeah, it's like it. Look, it, just, it just looks super robot chicken. Like it looks like a stupid goofy <laughs> time. <clears throat> yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll give it a shot. I'll check it out. I'll see how it is. It's gonna be a Hulu original show premiering on May twenty first. All right. So we ha- another thing that we had since we last had a uh, thing was we have some Paramount Plus announcements. So Paramount Plus announced that they were, you know, changing up their from CBS All Access to Paramount Plus. And I think you can now get Paramount Plus. It's out now for, you know, everybody if you want it. But they announced some pretty cool stuff here. Uh they announced a lot of things, so we're not. I'm not going to name everything. I'm not going to go through everything. But Josh, you have the thing open, correct? I do. So skim through this, and then whatever you want to talk about, we will talk about. I'll I'll bring up some stuff as well, and uh, we'll go about it from there. So I'm starting off here with the script and dramas. Um, they're they're bringing back a lot of stuff. Uh, as I mentioned, they're they're finally making Halo into a TV series uh, will take place in the universe that first came to be in the 2001 dramatizing an epic 26th century conflict between humanity and an alien threat known as the Covenant. Halo will weave deeply drawn personal stories of action, adventure, and a richly imagined vision of the future. So I bring this up, Josh, because I'm very curious. We all know how you feel about the Halo games. (laughs) But my question is, despite how you feel about that, does a TV show have any? Does a Halo TV show uh, have? Do you have any interest in a Halo TV show, or is it? The same I actually, thing? I actually do. Uh, oh. Funnily enough, and I'll tell you the biggest reason I do is like they used to do these shorts that I think are called Halo Legends. Do you remember these? They were like animated little shorts that I they would, did. They were all different. I, you'd have to remind me because I don't. Uh... So they were like little, like seven short films that they made. Like they were, they were created by like some Japanese anime studios. And I actually watched one the other night when we were in Discord, but I didn't say anything because nobody, I, I didn't think anybody would want to watch with me. So we were all sitting there talking, and I watched the very first one, which is called The Babysitter. And out of all of those, that's my favorite one uh, because it follows um, Helljumpers, the Shock Troopers, those guys, that kind of the orbital drop Shock Troopers, the ODST guys. Um, so those dudes always appealed to me out of the Halo universe, even though I shit all over those games all the time. A lot of it is just because I think it's funny, but uh, and I do kind of think it's a little overrated. But I, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll watch a show with it. Like uh, it appeals to me. It's to be like badasses fighting aliens. That sounds like a good time to me. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, but yeah, I always like those little Halo Legends shorts that they did. So okay, uh, I, I'm interested in the, in some of the stories that they can hopefully put together. And uh, so yeah, I'm definitely I am interested in it. Cool. I also want it to be a success. 
for a couple reasons. One of which is it's a video game based series. Properly, I would like yeah. to see more of those. So yeah. I hope it's a success. Yep, indeed, indeed, hundred percent. I agree. We need that to be a success to you know pr- give opportunities for other things. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll be interested in as well in it as well. I'm intrigued. I, I'm I'm more of a I'm not like a super Halo fan because I mean I've never really been Team Xbox or anything. But like I I own an original X, so I remember playing like the first two Halos, and like a little bit of the third one because I had a cousin who had an Xbox and you know I played that. But other than that, I don't know anything about the the games after that. Um, and I and I've never watched the red versus blue, you know, that people talk about all the time. Like I didn't I, for the longest I did, time. I, I did watch those. That that shit's funny. <laughs> I, I've never seen that for the longest. I didn't even know that was connected to Halo for the longest time. Uh, but uh, yeah, I know that people love that kind of stuff. Yeah, so for me, it'll just be like, let's see what they do with this. I'll check it out if it's any good. I'll keep, I'll stick to it. If if I don't feel it, then I will not watch it. But yeah. Anyway, I'll I'll, I'll give it a shot for sure. Uh, next up here that I want to bring up is Star Trek Strange New World. So, again, this is another property that I'm not hugely a fan of, which is Star Trek. But I watched the show that is connected to this, which is Star Trek Discovery. And I wasn't the biggest fan of that, but I was a fan of the side characters that they had on that show, which was uh, Captain Christopher Pike. Uh, Spock and um, number one, which is the uh, the woman character. And uh, guess what? Those are the three characters that they're making this new spin-off show for. <laughs> Star Trek Strange New Worlds. The next installment of the popular Star Trek franchise is based on the years. Cap- Captain Christopher Pike manned the helm of the USS Enterprise. The series will follow Captain Pike. Science Officer Spock and number one in the decade before Captain Kirk boarded the USS Enterprise. So it's obviously it's a prequel to the original series. Um, and I like I, I like these characters, at least Captain Pike and number one, more so uh, when they were like, you know, side characters or guest appearances or whatever the hell on Discovery. Because, I mean, th- the main crew of Discovery was kind of like they were kind of boring to me, to be honest. So like I watch like I, I I don't even watch the show anymore like I but when I did watch it I was like these are the like the more intriguing interesting cooler characters so it's cool that they're getting their own show now that being said even after all I've said I don't know if I'm gonna watch this but if I were to watch anything Star Trek it probably would be that yeah I probably I might check this out too I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Discovery I think I only watched a few episodes of it and they were in like season two I missed season one like completely. Or whatever yeah. season had Christopher Pike in it. That's the one I saw. I think two, it was yeah. two. Um, uh, but he was immediately a standout to me mm-hmm. uh, in that show. So I might, I might check it out. Uh, I I like, I like Trek. Um, uh, you know, I, the the next generation was uh, like I didn't look. I didn't become a Trekkie till later in life. Like, the show had already been off for many, many years before I checked any of it out, really. Uh, that wasn't, like, any of the movies. So, uh, I'll probably check this out. And if it keeps me, it keeps me. I'm down. All right. Uh, this is the huge one, I think, for me here, out of all these announcements, is uh, 
we have some news on Avatar, which is uh, Nickelodeon's new animation studio division dedicated entirely to creating content based on the widely popular world of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra, led by the series' original creators Mike DiMartino and Brian Konietzko. In partnership with Nickelodeon Animation Studio, Avatar Studios will produce for Paramount Plus a wide range of Avatar-inspired content, ranging from spinoffs and theatricals to short form. So that is exciting because I am a fan of the Avatar universe. And the fact that they're now created a just separate division for purely Avatar stuff is very exciting. Uh, I, I personally like both The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. I know Josh isn't the biggest Korra fan, or he, I don't think he likes it, but I like them both, so I'm I'm very excited about this. I'm Give me more more about that universe. I'm about it. I definitely definitely want to check that out, whatever they do. Um, so yeah, for me, that's that's super, super exciting. I think it's really cool, too. Like, uh, even though I wasn't a big fan of Korra, there were a lot of people that were fans of it. Um, and I think that the, uh, that universe is really cool. And you can follow Avatar infinitely. It backwards, forwards. You can tell stories forever in that universe. There's so um, many, so much you can do, yeah. Um, so it's only a good thing. We love new, uh, new content. And even if I didn't like Corp, so what? Who cares? But I might like the next thing. I might like the next thing after that. I might exactly. not like it. You know, yeah, yeah. That original, the 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 biggest thing for me is like I really love the original. Like that cast and crew, I love them. Um, so I hope they grab me with something else. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, if uh, I can scroll back a minute, Daniel, there was some other thing on here that I was interested yeah, yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, you bring up whatever you want to bring up. Uh, um. So I the, love the Godfather. The <laughs> yes, did. exactly. I love the Godfather. Yeah. Uh, so, so this one kind of appealed to me, and I didn't know, I didn't realize they were doing it till I was, because I haven't looked at any of this, by the way, before no, we've gone through I, it. That's why I put the thing in here, because like you know, there's a. <laughs> There's a lot. They announced a lot of shit, dude. Like, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here going through every single one of these. So that's yeah, I'm like, exactly. If you see something you want to talk about, bring it up. Go for it. Uh, so the offer it is a scripted limited event series from Paramount uh, Television Studios, based on the Oscar-winning producer Al Rudy's extraordinary, never revealed experiences of making The Godfather. The ten-episode event is written and executive produced by uh, Michael Tolkien. Uh, who made uh, the player an escape or uh, produced, I should say, I guess, the player an escape at Danemora. Danemora, yeah. Danemora. Rudy will also serve as executive producer alongside showrunner uh, Nikki Toscano from Hunters Toscano. and, a, and yeah. Emmy Award winning producer Leslie Grief from Hatfields and McCoys. Uh, I love little mini series. That looks like what this is going to be. I love The Godfather. So this looks like a an good episode of series on the making of The Godfather. That's pretty cool, yeah. That's trippy. That'll be trippy too because there's a lot of stories behind them making the Godfather. A lot of uh, mob interference supposedly uh, yeah. with it. So uh, I'm definitely interested in, in checking that out. That's definitely something that appeals to me. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, what's your next thing, Daniel? None of the really the kids and family stuff really appeals to me except for the Avatar stuff. Uh, Dora the Explorer. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on, dude. Camp Coral, SpongeBob's Under Years. Come on. The live action Fairly Odd Parents. Come on, man. No, man. Did you? Oh, speaking of which, so did you see the new fucking trailer for the Rugrats? That looks kind of weird. The animation. Stuff. Yeah, the, I'll be honest with you. That, that CG stuff is a little strange. 
It is, like, but the cool. Well, I will say the cool thing about that is they are they are bringing back the OG voice cast for that. That's pretty dope. But yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I'll be, I'm with you though. The rest of the kid stuff is like whatever. Sometimes that CG animation stuff is weird, like especially because I'm used to the original Rugrats. So yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what we have here. <laughs> Dating other... naked? No thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm not super into the reality TV stuff. Um, so none of that stuff in here really like appeals to me. But if we go over to comedy, uh, people who are interested in Frasier, they're bringing that back. Yeah, um, I know that was pretty popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see what else is in here. They're doing Reno nine one again. Uh, what else? <laughs> Greece, oh, here you the go. rise of the pink ladies. Yeah, the pink <laughs> ladies for Greece. Yeah, they're doing an untitled Beavis and Butthead movie. That's that would be interesting. Uh, Emmy Award winning Mike Judge uh, reimagines MTV's seminal Gen X defying Beavis and Butthead, who return for another movie adventure to kick off the new series. So that is interesting. Um, they have some stuff here for music as well, like you know MTV's Unplugged and. But behind, behind the music, the- I remember growing up watching that a lot, so I'm kind of interested in that a little bit. In what? Behind the music, uh, growing up, I watched it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they have that, and uh, and then they they also are, they also mentioned that the, all the CBS All Access uh, originals are continuing as a, as a Paramount Plus originals, like the Picard show and Discovery, and you know all that stuff is going to continue on on this. Um, and then yeah, they pretty much talk about sports, and there's some documentaries in here. There's one that I'm interested in. It's the Sir Alex Ferguson Never Give In. It is the the legendary manager of Manchester United. Uh, one of the most uh, memorable figures in, in the European football. Very interested in that one. As a, a fan of football I am and of Manchester United, I'm very interested in that. Uh, um, but yeah, there's just a bunch of... Like documentaries and things here and there, but that's that's pretty much the gist of it. There's a lot of there's a lot of other stuff in here that I'm that we're not naming off. But if you're interested, I mean, Paramount Plus is out now, so you could probably go and get that or just look it up. Look up what the hell their content announcements were. Uh, they announced all this stuff on February 24th, so that's if that helps you out in any way. That's cool. But that'll be that for the Paramount Plus announcements. Uh, moving on. Um. We have some Cobra Kai news, and that is that uh, Vanessa Rubio and Peyton List have been added to series uh, have been added as series regulars for season four, and they have added two more to the cast. Uh, Dallas Dupree Young and Una O'Brien have joined season four. Uh, Young will will recur as a character called Kenny, a bullied new kid in school who turns to karate as a way to defend himself. That's isn't that like everybody in the show? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, it pretty much is. And then O'Brien will recur as Devin, a potential new karate student who is relentlessly competitive, a quick study, and an equally quick tempered when she's provoked. Uh, so those are the two new characters, and then obviously uh, Vanessa Rubio is uh, the actress who is. Carmen Diaz, who's Miguel's mom. So she's been promoted to series regular. And then Peyton List is uh, Tori Nichols, uh, you know, the uh, the girl that Miguel was was with for a little bit. And, uh, it, you know, one of the 
tough tough girls from uh Kai. So there you go. We have some uh there's there's Cobra Kai news for the week. No mercy. Uh and then the last piece of it well actually no never mind. We have two two more pieces of uh of uh news here. And that is that uh, there is a Terminator animated series in the works over with the Batman co-writer Matson Tomlin. Netflix and Skydance have teamed up with Japan's production IG to produce the animated series. Uh, Terminator is coming back, and this time he will be an anime. Uh, <laughs> Matson Tomlin, who co-wrote, the, who co-wrote the upcoming DC movie The Batman, as well as Netflix's own powered uh, superpower movie Project Power, will act as showrunner and executive producer. Uh, the series is being produced in partnership with production IG, uh, Ghost in the Shell, who you know who did the Ghost in the Shell stuff. Uh, at, with Netflix had a production with had a production deal with Netflix since 2018. Um, so yeah, details of of this incarnation of Terminator are not revealed, but Tomlin is known for his big and dark concepts. Uh, this is a statement from Tomlin where he says, "Anyone who knows my writing knows I believe in big swings and going for the heart." I'm honored that Netflix and Skydance have given me the opportunity to approach Terminator in a way that breaks conventions, subverts expectations, and has real guts. Um, so there, that's that's what we have on the uh, the Terminator anime project over at Netflix. I like Terminator, so I am looking forward to this. Let's see I'm interested in it too. You can do some weird shit with anime too. <laughs> yeah. So this will be fun. Yeah. Uh, the final thing we have here for TV news is that um, Obi Wan, the Obi Wan Kenobi series, has added a Game of Thrones uh, star to the cast. Uh, In Indira Varma has joined the Obi Wan Kenobi series. Uh, as we don't know who, uh, her, her character details are kind of unknown. We'll see who she ends up portraying. Uh, I know people have been speculating. What if she's like uh, uh, Satine, which would be interesting. And then maybe she'd appear like in flashbacks or something. Mm. But uh, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see who she plays. Uh, but yeah, as we know, this actress, Indira Varma, was uh, Ilaria Sand in uh, Game of Thrones. That's, you know, probably her most mm-hmm. memorable role she's been in uh, quite a she, few video games too she's been uh, in, uh, oh yeah go ahead <laughs> she's been in dragon age inquisition oh. uh she's been in mass effect andromeda and mm. she was in world of warcraft battle for azeroth oh well there you go which are like three big games when you think about it yeah <laughs> she's also been in other shows such as rome carnival row uh, and she's been in the ex- gods in the Exodus Gods and Kings movie from Ridley Scott. But yeah, th- there you go. I- I'm you know we'll-, we'll see who she plays. I don't know. It's cool that she's she's being added to Star Wars now. So we'll see, we shall see. Very cool to have more Obi Wan Kenobi news though. Yeah. But yeah, that's where we uh, end our TV news for today. That's the TV moving news. On. Yeah, moving on to movie news. We have some cool stuff in here. Uh, the Great Gatsby is being uh, adapted into an animated feature 
which is interesting. I think this is the first time this movie or this book has ever been made into an animated movie. Mm-hmm. I know it's been uh, a live action movie. Most recently in 2013 with Leonardo DiCaprio. But yeah, I know I, I like The Great Gatsby. It was one of those books that like, it, it was one to me. It was one of those books like when I was in school. Like you know how they like force you to read shit. Mm-hmm. It was one of the ones that I remember like actually enjoying, as opposed to like some of the other stuff that I don't even remember about reading. So I like The Great Gatsby. Uh, I'll check out this animated feature. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll we'll we'll see when they come out with that. Um, I don't think it has a release date or anything. It's just like they're working on it. So yeah, we're dope. Uh, we have some very exciting news to me because uh, I'm I'm super looking forward to this. Is that uh, Angel Manuel Soto is going to direct a movie about the DC Comics character Blue Beetle. And that will make our first Latino superhero, which I'm all about as a Latino myself. I am very excited about this. Uh, Charm City Kings director Angel Manuel Soto will direct Blue Beetle uh, from DC Films and Warner Brothers. Uh, The first superhero movie starring a Latino character uh, the screenplay is from Mexican-born writer Gareth Dunnett Alcocer, who, is, who wrote Universal's Scarface remake and Sony's Miss Bala. Uh, in a statement to the rap, Soto said, it's an honor to direct Blue Beetle, the first, superhero, the first Latino superhero film for DC. I want to sincerely thank everyone at Warner Brothers and trusting me to bring Jaime Reyes to life. Cannot, I can't wait to make the I can't wait to make history together. Uh, the film is eyeing a fall production start. Uh, with Zeb Foreman executive producing for Warner Brothers. So yeah, I, I'm I'm excited because uh, again I like Blue Beetle. Uh, I'm excited. This is the first Latino superhero that we're getting on on live, you know in the movie in live action. So I'm I'm all about it. I can't I can't wait. I'm excited. I am also excited about this. I became a Blue Beetle fan from Young Justice, um, which is like my first real uh, foray with that character. Um, So uh, he's got a cool palace set, and I'm really excited to see it on screen. I can't wait. Uh, Super fan. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to shoot in the fall, so that is dope. Um... All right, moving on. Uh, the the Spider-Man three movie now has you know the the third movie in the Tom Holland trilogy now has a title, uh, and they confirm that it is Spider-Man No Way Home. Previously, we've had uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, and now to cap off the trilogy, we have Spider-Man No Way. Home. So how do you feel about the name? Finally got it. Uh, before they put throw this out on Twitter and announce it completely, they uh, all three of these actors that we see in the video here, Tom Holland, Jacob, and, Zen- and Zen- Zendaya, 
they they all like tweeted out like fake m- names of of the movie uh before they did this and obviously on this little whiteboard you can see all this you know fake other other fake names that they put in before they announced the you know the actual one uh some of these are pretty funny yeah <laughs> webcamming <laughs> <laughs> keep it pg needs home, home. homeschooled aunt may says no homesick yeah close to home yep home world home sweet home work from home yeah so yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home, third movie in the Tom Holland franchise uh, of Spider-Man films. So yeah, there there you have it. We have an official name, um, which is cool. Yeah. All right, moving on from that. We have a teaser trailer. For Disney and Pixar's Luca. Let's get that up for you. Which is the next, uh, obviously, the next Pixar movie coming up here. Uh, This will be releasing in the summer, June 2021. So the last movie we had before this was Soul, which was in December of last year, which is pretty recent, a couple months ago, several months ago. And now this is the next one we're getting. It's, uh, you know, Luca. It's about an Italian kid. Uh, And, yeah, it looks pretty cool based off this trailer. Yeah. Definitely curious to check it out. The art style is pretty pretty dope. Um, Obviously, we know it's from Pixar because they're naming off all their other movies that they've done, like Coco and Inside (laughs) Out and Toy Story. They're like, look, guys, look at all these hits we've made. This one's going to be one, too. (laughs) Come see it. Yeah. I mean, like, to be fair, though, a lot of their movies really are, man. Like, there's there's Mm -hmm. not they have some misses, but like, they're not there's there's so many more hits. Hits. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Their track record is pretty great. We say this all the time when we mention Pixar, but. Yeah, man. I mean, this movie looks pretty cool. They, like, turn into fish people when they're in water or when they get hit by water, so. Uh, we'll definitely be checking it out for sure. Yeah, it looks neat. I, li- I like the trailer. It's more of a teaser, but yeah. Summer 2021 kind of give you an idea of what's going on, and yeah. I mean, I'm always going to check out Pixar movies. They're Good stuff. Uh, and yeah, I like the new little style they're going for here in this movie. So. Yeah. Speaking of teasers, we have another one. This time, it's from uh, Netflix and Zack Snyder. His new movie called Army of the Dead. And uh, as as you, you can tell from the uh, title... It is going to be a zombie movie. Um, it's set in Vegas. Oh, yeah. And uh, it has an interesting cast. Um, Batista's in it. Omari Hardwick is in it. Theo Rossi, amongst others. But yeah, zombie movie in Vegas. Look, it probably ain't going to win awards, but it'll probably be a fun time. It'll be a fun Netflix movie for sure. Yeah. 
I'm definitely going to check it out. Me too. Army of the Dead. It'll be on like Batista. So on May twenty first. You know, you know what this like trailer reminds me of. You know what kind of vibes it gives me. What's that? Fucking fucking Suicide Squad vibes. Man. Yeah, very much so. Like rewatching that, I'm like, even even like the font and like, you know, the the colors and stuff. I'm like, this is very Suicide Squad. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll definitely be uh. Checking that out. Uh, we have some casting news for Shazam Fury of the Gods. West Side Story's Rachel Ziegler joins. Uh, she'll apparently she'll be playing a key role with details being kept under wraps. So we don't know who or what, but it's very important. Very important role. Hmm. Um, so I suppose there's really nothing else to add on to that. Uh, I mean, hey. It's more more Shazam news. It's good that they're yeah. There's still not working like a, on it. There's not like a lot of news out there for Shazam, is there? Like I, no. I know pretty much nothing about it other than the title, and this now. Yeah. Cool. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Um. Jeepers Creepers Reborn has uh, is getting a 2021 uh, release. So Jeepers Creepers Reborn is the fourth installment in the long-running horror franchise. Uh, they plan to release the film in North America in the fall of 2021. Uh, the last movie was Jeepers Creepers 3, which personally I have not seen yet. Uh, I know I it came out like a couple years ago, I think, but I have oh. haven't checked it out yet. I'll, I don't think I'll I've seen it, it yet either. I've seen the first two. I uh, haven't seen the third one. But uh, yeah, they're they're doing the Jeepers Creepers 4, and it's called Jeepers Creepers Reborn. And uh, if you're curious about the logline, here it is. The film unfolds as the Horror Hound Festival holds its first ever event in Louisiana, where it attracts hundreds of geeks, freaks, and diehard horror fans from far and wide. Among them is fanboy Chase and his girlfriend Lane, who is forced to come along for the ride. But as the event approaches, Lane begins to experience unexplained premonitions and disturbing visions associated with the town's past. And in particular, local legend, urban myth, The Creeper. As the festival arrives and the blood-soaked entertainment builds to a frenzy, Lane believes that something unearthly has been summoned and that she is the center of it. So that's a little, little, little bit off of the well, Jeepers Creepers Unborn. Uh, or reborn, I should say, not unborn. Jesus, Jeepers Creepers Four. I'll just call it that. Uh, so yeah, that'll be releasing sometime in the fall of this year. Jeepers Creepers is big, man. He's back. Yep. Uh, next up, uh, Ta Nahisi uh, Coates uh, is going to write the a new Superman movie for Warner Brothers. J.J. Uh, Abrams is producing the feature, which, according to sources, is being set up as a black Superman story. Um, Coates had a quote, which is, uh, I'll read right now, to be invited into the DC Extended Universe by Warner Brothers, DC Films, and Bad Robot is an honor. I look forward to meaningfully adding to the legacy of America's most iconic mythic hero. Uh, there is a new, powerful, and moving Superman story yet to be told. 
You couldn't be more thrilled with the brilliant Mr. Coates to help bring that story to the big screen. And we're beyond thankful to the team at Warner Brothers for the opportunity, said J.J. Abrams in a statement. Uh, according to sources, the project is being set up as a black Superman story. This is something that the studio has been trying to wrap its head around for months, if not a year or two. Uh, so, yeah, we're... we're <clears throat> I know a lot of people have been getting their... Uh, their undies in a bunch from all this news. Um, but I think what people need to realize, they're not going to make Clark Kent into a black guy because let's be real. There have been superheroes. Like what's like, okay, let's use green lantern. For example, there's more than one green lantern, bro. There's like hundreds of them. You, and there's more than one Superman as well. There's more, there's more than, than one, one Earth. <laughs> there's yes. more than one Earth. There's multiple Earths, man. <laughs> like, like, what the hell is wrong with you guys, man? Like, have you guys never heard of Val Zod? Val Zod is the Black Superman. Look him up. He's a thing that exists in the comics. More superheroes is always good, bro. Like, I'm down for this. I'm excited for this. Well. I mean, it's. I want to see the story that they can tell from this. As as much as I wish we would get more Henry Cavill Superman, I I understand that we've had a lot of white guy Superman. So, I mean, sure, dude, bring in bring in Val Zod, bring in. Oh, fuck, what's the other what's the other guy's name? I think it's not, it, his name is Calvin Ellis or something. Let me let me look it up here. I need to make sure I'm 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 not miss. And really, for me, you could still do a Cavill Superman. Like saying that this could, yeah, this is happening isn't saying Cavill's not necessarily going to be a Superman again. We have multiple issues of Superman. All right, we had multiple Superman movies. Yeah, like you could very easily do two movies. You could do a team up movie with two Supermen. Although that would be really strong, <laughs> two Supermen. Super but I watch it. Fuck me. You know, no, okay, like, yeah. You, again, <laughs> Valzad and Calvin Ellis. That's two black supermen that you that you could do. So bring in one either one of those, man, for this for this project that they're working on. Like you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Like it's not that big of a deal. Cause I think I think that's why I don't know, just people are just fucking racist and weird, man. It's just they, so weird, dude. They they ignorant. They dumb. They ignorant for sure, but anyway, yeah. I mean, this is this is interesting. I I I'll be, I'm I'm for it, dude. Like, do it, go for it. Why not? Mm -hmm. Why not? Try it out. Give it a shot. See if it's see if it's uh, you know something people want to check out. Um, I don't know who they would cast because I get I I guess it would depend, you know. But uh, I know people have been wanting to see like Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. To do this, but yeah, I don't know. I, so for me, like I'm, I'm, I'm all for this, but also I, I, I want to see more Henry Cavill Superman as well. So yeah, because I think Henry Cavill is, he's to me my favorite Superman ever. As much as I like Christopher Reeves, you know, and 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 the OG Superman movies, which I really do, you know, I really like those. But for me, like Henry Cavill is like my Superman. So I, I want him to continue because it, it honestly it'll be a travesty if we never get like a man of steel 2 or anything so 
please, please, Warner Brothers, please DC, find a way to continue this with uh, yeah, with with Cavill while also doing this new Black Superman. Because I mean, come on, DC is is going. They're not doing the DCEU as much anymore. Like ever since they like started do- Joker, as we know, the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix is not connected to the DCEU. That was just a DC movie that they wanted to do. Uh, yeah. And then, like, D- and regardless of any of that, DC, I mean, we know they're doing Flashpoint. So you could find a way to make all this shit work. So bring in Henry Cavill. Bring in the Black Superman. Make it work. You guys can do it. I, kn- I know you can. Do it all. Do it. Do everything. Fuck it. Who cares, man? Yeah, and speaking of that, can I can I have my John Stewart Green Lantern, please? Like that's my Green Lantern. That's the one I grew up with. That's the one I want a movie about. Not Hal Jordan. Look, I respect Hal Jordan. I want I want John Stewart, bro. That's the one I had. That's my Green Lantern. While we're while we're asking WB for things and <laughs> putting it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I know, I know they were doing the Green Lantern show. I don't know what they're doing. With, I don't know how that's gonna turn out. But anyway, so please, DC, give me, give me, give me Henry Cavill Superman continued with with this new Superman you want to do. Yeah, give me all the things, man. You're making movies based off comics, and you can do anything in comics. Don't give me that. I don't want to hear no bullshit about you know continuity and all this other crap. You, you can make it happen. But anyway, I digress. Uh. Here we go with the last piece of news here, which is some Dungeons and Dragons movie news. Uh, Hugh Grant and Sophia Lillis have joined Chris Pine in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Uh, so, Hugh Grant, I think everybody knows who that is. I don't really have to explain who that is. But Sophia Lillis, for those who aren't aware, she was the one of the young girls from the it movies from it one and it two uh i have not seen it two i've seen it one uh i haven't seen either of them that's probably her most recognizable role here um but yeah they're joining the dungeons and dragons movie uh hugh grant has been cast as a main antagonist so hugh grant's gonna be the villain of the dungeons and dragons movie uh and sophia lillis uh, I don't think does it does it say no? I don't think it says who she's gonna be. But uh, anyway, they're joining the Dungeons and Dragons movie. The plot is being kept under wraps. Uh, Grant Hugh Grant will play the antagonist named Forge Fletcher, and Lilith will be playing the character named Doric. Okay, so we do have information. Yeah, there you go. Jonathan yeah. Goldstein and John Francis Daly are going to be directing this movie. Um, and yeah, so just these two are joining the cast, which includes Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Justice Smith, and uh, Reggie Jean Page. So there you go. Here's your I want this, movie news. I want this to be good. I want this to be good, but I am going to say I'm not a Hugh Grant fan, so him being cast worried me a little bit. But you know we haven't even seen like a trailer, a poster, or anything really yet. So I will, yeah. I will reserve judgment. 
Yeah, uh, we don't know any. We don't know anything about this other than who's in it. Yeah. So yeah. there's looking forward to it, hoping for good things, because because yeah. D D is coming back in a big way. If you've been watching paying attention to the news lately on this podcast, it comes up quite a bit. So yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, that's our movie news for the week. So that's our news, y'all. Yep, yep, yep. It is before we it is before we head over, and over to the main topic, though. I think we should take a little quick break. Yeah, let's take a break. Uh, I'll put some music on for you guys, and, and we uh, will come back we'll after back. this. And we're back. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, all right, we're in there for we part two of the show now. WandaVision. 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 Let me put. WandaVision. Let me put a spoiler warning over here for us, really quick. Now discussing. Wanda. Vision. WandaVision. Spoilers. WandaVision. WandaVision. Yes, sir. Boop. There we go. It's up. We talking some WandaVision. We are. Alrighty. Okay. Uh, how do you want to start this off, Daniel? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the more recent times we've talked about this stuff, like when we did the boys and Mando season two and. Stuff. Kind of just, oh, we kind of just start wherever, right? So let's. Yeah, we kind of pick guess, out our favorite I, I guess, moments. I guess where we usually start off is, did we like it? Yes, and, we liked uh, it. I liked I it. I did. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yes. I, I did originally as well. did not know what to expect because I was not familiar with the storyline and uh, things that were happening. Um. I didn't know what we would see, what would what would happen. I didn't know who would be in this. Um, so for me, it was a case of like, I'm ready to go on this journey or on this ride, and I'm gonna let them drive, and I'm just gonna be along for for it all, you know? Because I don't know what I don't know what to expect. So, like I said, I ended up enjoying it. Um, I th- I think that um, the the number one person who I think like absolutely killed it and knocked it out of the park was Paul Bettany as Vision. Mm-hmm. He fucking killed it. He did such an incredible job. Which is not to which is not to say that like Elizabeth Olsen didn't as uh, Scarlet Witch or Catherine Hahn as you know Agnes or whatever because. They 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 all killed it, but for me, Paul Bettany was he 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 killed it. Um, yeah, there there was a lot of there was a lot of good there was a lot of good acting for sure. Um, and yeah, I don't know, just each episode like is so different than the last because like it starts off as like a old like you know fifties sitcom or whatever and. It's in black and white, and you know, each episode you move up a decade, and it's, it's 
pretty great. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect from this. Like, I didn't know. Well, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. This is going to be your, your final opportunity for everybody who's reading this. Are you ready? I'm going to take a sip of this water. By the time I'm done sipping it, your, your spoiler warning will be over. All right, your spoiler warning is over. If you're still listening to this or if you're still watching this and you haven't seen this, what the hell are you doing? But I will say, I'm going to start talking about this. So I did not know that we were... I, I, well, Okay, well, I, I knew from the trailers and, and the teasers and stuff or whatever that we would be getting the kids, Billy and Tommy, but I didn't know anything about them. Like, I didn't know the powers they had. You know any of that stuff? I don't know. We fucking getting Quicksilver, you know, back into this as uh, you know, getting the uh, what's his name, the the Evan Peters version from the X Men movies. You know, even though ultimately we know what his character turned out to be, it was so cool that they included that in this show, that version of the the show. Um, the whole White Vision that we got at the end. In the last two episodes, it was interesting. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Ralph Boner, your boy, your boy Ralph Boner, aka Quicksilver. Um, so that I, I I thought was gonna lead to something more, but it just you know they just pulled a sneaky on us and we're like, oh, he's just some guy here in the town. Mm-hmm. You know, they they made to be the, this person. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something. Oh, um, I, I don't know the exact screen time for the characters pre of the show, right? So I don't remember how much Vision was in all the movies combined, how much Wanda was in all the movies combined, but I don't think it added up to like an hour or so. Like they, they didn't, I don't remember them having a ton of screen time. If I remember correctly, somebody in the chat might actually know the exact well, number. Since Age of Ultron, which was the the first movie that they were introduced in, right? They were both introduced in Age of Ultron. Obviously, uh, Vision was created from Ultron, and Wanda and Pietro were in, uh, you know, the Baron's whatever the fuck facility where they were just fucking with the. They were both introduced in that movie. <clears throat> And yeah, I don't know. Since since then, from 2015 that that movie came out until now, yeah, I don't think they they're usually like they're like I don't want to say side characters, but they're not like they're not like front and center. Like they they never they never had their own. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't think they had like a huge amount of screen time either between all that stuff. But they finally got their own thing here, and they. They got plenty of it. Um, and yeah, um, which like is I great. Said, I, I, it was good to get mm-hmm. to spend more time with those characters because we only get like a little bit of them in the movies. And they're granted they're badass in the movies, obviously. Uh, yeah. But but getting to see them in the show and see them see their character progression, particularly Wanda's from the start of the show to the end of the show, was really great. Um. um getting to see her kind of deal with her grief uh 
and growth was uh, really awesome yeah. and and getting to spend time with those characters was really great mm. I, I i also didn't that this is the show that i knew the least about going in i think like i don't i don't i'd seen like the one trailer and then i didn't like look into it really that much because i'm i'll be honest with you i wasn't a big like they didn't like i wasn't a big fan of those characters not not that i hated them or anything like that it's just like hey here's you know wanda maximoff and the vision i don't really know a whole lot about them um but through the progress of the show i fell in love with those characters um no big more. fan of became no a big fan of them, them now yeah the episodes average from like half an hour to like 50 minutes the last episode was 50 minutes everything before that was 30 to 40 minutes um so they were kind of ranged in length i think the estimated time was like six hours no wait yeah it was like six hours right if you combine everything together that's kind of like their goal for all these shows or whatever mm-hmm. um so yeah when you say like the show you know least about i don't know what the fuck is going on in loki dude. i don't know what that's going on. yeah i don't know I, I didn't I know one division and i don't know what the fuck is going on in loki dude. all that <laughs> stuff is just conf- i we're, we're kind of in territory from marvel right now that i just i don't i don't know a whole lot about um so I'm just gonna be going along for the ride. I'm I'm excited for Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're getting that not this upcoming week, but the week after. So that's exciting. Um, but to go back to WandaVision, yeah, I I, uh, I I I I liked all the um the side characters that we had. Like for example, um I love Darcy in this mm-hmm. more more than I I think like I mean I just I just love Cat Denny's in general but but like <laughs> the character of Darcy I thought was better in this than she was like in the Thor movies because like in the like she's like a she's like the comedic relief type character but like I don't know I feel like she was more enjoyable in this than she was in the Thor movies but I, I mean I, I love her regardless I, I think Darcy in the Cat Dennings, in particular, are, are both fine, but um, I thought she was cool. Jimmy Woo, Jimmy Woo's character, you know, Randall Park's character, J- Jimmy Woo was pretty cool in this. You get to see his the old magic trick that he got from, uh, you know, Scott in the Ant Man movies. Yep. Um, so I thought he was cool in this, and then we finally got to see uh, uh, Monica, who is now a a, a a woman, a grown lady, because the last time we saw her, she was a uh, child in the uh, Captain Marvel, the Captain Marvel movie. Yeah. So yeah, she was she was undercover as uh, Geraldine in the in the early episodes, um, but I knew from the beginning that it was Monica because you know I, I just know these things. Um, but yeah, she was amazing as well. I I liked her character also. Um, I thought she did a fantastic job for what she was given with as well. Um, and the way that she was, you know, integrated into the story was cool. There, there was that one episode that started with her. I forget which episode it was. If it was like four or five, or the one where we start off and she's like getting reformed 
from the from the blip, you know? Yeah, we see the blip. I really like when, that when, part. When when everyone is coming back after like, you know, the five years or whatever, that was fucking awesome. I love seeing that. That was great. Yeah, yeah and I, you get to see I, kind I of the fallout what, of the blip. Majin says it was four. I forget if it was four or five, but it was one of those. Whichever episode start off with her, and, and we see everybody coming back from the blip, and they tell her that her mom has been gone for a couple of years now, and she's like, what the hell? I've only been gone for, like, you know, a minute or two, or whatever she says. And it's like, yeah, uh, that was that was a fucking hell of a start to an episode. That might be my favorite start to an episode out of all of them, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it's a hell of a start. It's very, yeah, uh, that's a, it that grabs a you. Start. It yeah. grabs you the moment it happens, and you see everybody scrambling, and they're getting blipped back in, and yep. and uh, I really like that. Like that, True. that one gave me that those goose that goosebump feeling. Like that's so nuts. Like the hospitals has so many people in it already, and all these people come back out of nowhere. Damn. And they're like, we're over capacity. We can't handle yeah, this many people. They're, they're way over capacity at that point. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was great. So I liked her. I like. Yeah, like I said, I liked all the side characters. And then, yeah, Catherine Hahn as Agnes was, I thought she was, like, fantastic. I thought she was great. Other than... Like the the okie-dokie neighbor and the artichoke and, you know, all that all that, the, all that bullshit was, she, she played that, like, super well. I will say, other than Into the Spider-Verse, this is, like, my first knowing of Catherine Hahn, to be honest with you. But people are like, yeah. I love her. And I'm like, I don't know who she is, really, but I like her, too. Like, I hadn't really watched anything else she had been in other than uh, where she voiced a character. Um, yeah, and into she, the she was, uh, she was, I believe, Dr. Octavia. Uh, she was, she was Doc Ock in the Spider Verse movie, right? Yeah. Um, no. So I don't think I had seen her in anything else, um, really, or at least not enough that I remembered. Yeah, she's in a ton of stuff, but, uh, yeah, I, I, like some some things people may recognize her from will be like um some of some of she's usually in like what's the word for these type of movies um like in comedic like um I don't know I don't know what the what the word, right word for it is I'm, I'm I'm like I'm blanking out I'll just we'll just say comedies she's she's like more known for being in like comedies and stuff. So yeah, she's more into that kind of stuff. So yeah, I I also don't know her from a lot of stuff, but comedic indies that works, that works. Thank you, Dubaba, that works. I was just gonna keep the comedies, but yeah, comedic indies that kind of thing. She's usually known for that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm not too familiar with her, but I thought she was great in this. I thought she was fantastic. She did, she did a good job as like, you know, pretending to just be the uh, the um, what you call it. Um, the, the as as Wanda ends up describing her, the nosy neighbor. Um, but yeah, I I, I thought she killed it as well. Um, and I even thought the little kids, the Billy and Tommy actors, were pretty good too, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought they were I thought they were good for what they did as well. Um, yeah. Do you have now that we're now that the show is over? Is do you have a favorite episode out of the nine, or, or is that um, or can you not? Pick I need one to out? look at a I need to look at a breakdown of it to be honest because I can't remember what happened in which episode because I'm really bad like okay. that. So let me double check. Gotcha. Um, 
I really like four. I really like the blip. Um, when it comes back and we see Monica get kind of redone, I really like the opening of that. I really like the Halloween spectacular episode. That one's a lot of that fun. That was cool too. Yeah, I, uh, I remember before the show even aired, I remember looking forward to that one specifically, specifically just because we get to see them in their classic costumes. Yeah, like that was like the main reason why I remember. I was like, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Um. So that one is absolutely really good. But honestly, my favorite one would probably be the finale. Um. Uh, just because a lot of cool shit happens in that one and in that, but but yeah, the Halloween spectacular really definitely good. definitely spits out there. Mm-hmm. Um, man, episode eight. You know what? There's a lot of good episodes. It's kind of hard for me to pick one. There is because yeah, so no, much good I, shit yeah, happens it's, it's in like Speaking of um, the finale, let and and speaking of costumes, let's talk about fucking Wanda's Scarlet Witch outfit. Man, that thing is incredible. It's yeah, so cool I looking. loved it. I think it looks great. Not only does she look amazing in it, uh, because she does, but she lo- it, it's a very badass looking costume too. And I also I love that they I love the uh, little headpiece that she has, and then the just all of it is just really cool looking. And the way she has her hair when she has that as well, it's different from you know how she normally has it. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought they did a, whoever designed that costume uh, did a, did a great job on that look because she it was it was really really cool and just like the scene where she transforms you know she has like the hexes in the back and and like uh at, you know Agatha is like I I just I just been bamboozled and she's transforming and stuff that is a great fucking scene right there it's mm-hmm. so cool I'm I'm glad we finally have. Not only Wanda, but now in the MCU we have the Scarlet Witch. So that that's yeah. one of the highlights of this entire show. It's chaos magic, Wanda. That makes you the Scarlet Witch. Bam bam bam. Which, by drop. the way, <laughs> Agatha, when she was in her witch form, looked pretty cool too, to be honest. Yeah. The costumes were great. The makeup, the 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 hair, the costume, everything that was on point. It was this show was on point with the with the costume makeup department and all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. good stuff. And uh, obviously the clothing. The uh, the adverts were great uh, in those oh, early the ads, episodes. The commercials, yeah, yeah, yeah they were, they were the cool. little I liked breaks. how every time we were in one of the the sitcom uh, uh, you know episodes, yeah, we always had a commercial. The one that I was like, "Yo, this is crazy that they're doing this." Was the one where like. The kid's stranded on the island, and the shark gives him a snack, and it's like, eat this to survive, and he ends up dying anyway. I'm like, what the fuck is <laughs> the, going on the, here, dude? The, the yo magic. Uh, yeah, like that was that's crazy, man. And like, every, I'm like, this is dark. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Um, every time they did that, they kind of, I tried to look out for the Easter eggs in those commercials because they all, you know, they all. Have like the first one was like the Stark toaster or whatever the fuck it was, and then mm-hmm. you know the the Von Strucker watch, and you know it was cool seeing like how how they connected to the MCU and Hydra soap, yeah, Hydra soap and all that stuff. Yeah, it was cool. Those seeing were fun. How, how they connected. Those were fun. Those were clever. I love a lot of the uh, the openings. Also, are yeah, great too. I was gonna say it was also interesting to see which sitcoms they went with for mm-hmm. each episode. You know. 
Oh, we got all those cool, and fucking, cool little jingles you know, and stuff too. Bewitched and you know, yeah. It was it was it was great. It was it was really cool checking checking that out for sure. Um yeah. Um yeah, I just uh I enjoyed the show overall. It was it was a good nine episodes. I I, I like this whole like waiting week to week thing that Disney Plus does. Cause that gives us more time to like discuss and talk and uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Um like not because when like for example when Netflix drops something, it's all one and done. Everything everybody talks about the show for a weekend and then once it's over, it's like all right, we'll wait till next year or in two years, whenever this comes back and talk about it again, right? Everybody binges that thing within the first day or the first couple of days or whatever, and that's it. Nobody talks about that forever. And then for something like this and The Mandalorian, that's week to week, you talk about it every week. You see, you know, you, you get to discuss with people like, yo, what are they going to do next? Like, what, what, we have, what else do we have left to watch? You know, like, like, but like, I remember when they, uh, when they, uh, introduced Quicksilver, you know, Evan Peters, you're like, what the fuck is like, th- like the possibilities of this? Like, what are they going to do next? You know, you know what I mean? Like, like the, the potential of what they could do now with, with, by doing this is crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's so funny too. Cause Darcy's like, she recast Pietro. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of good moments like that in this. (laughs) She was Darcy was just us saying like what we were thinking like like what the Mm -hmm. fuck like how how, like what. So yeah, it was um, yeah, pretty, pretty. But yeah, but that's why I like discussing and watching stuff week to week as opposed to like all at once. Um, Yeah. For me personally, there's just more like there's more discussion out of it. There's more there's just you just get more out of it in general, as opposed to like, oh here's here's all of it in one weekend and or one day and you get to you know binge it all and then everybody talks about it and then for like a couple of days and then that's it. Um so yeah, I usually prefer that kind of deal as opposed to a, a binge type strategy that like netflix and other places do um and it's just cool like an- anticipating and waiting for you know you you have something to look forward to every week you know what i mean mm-hmm. instead of just having it all over and done with with a day or whatever but yeah i uh i think marvel did a great job for their first uh or the mcu for, with their first like actual like the Marvel Studios version of of their of a series, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they did a good job. If if the other shows are the are are can be like this quality of of greatness, then I think we're in good hands. Um, like I said, we have Falcon and Winter Soldier coming up next within not this week, but the week after that. Um, so that's exciting. Um. 
yeah, I mean, I I thought the the casting was 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 great for this. Um, I didn't even mention like the townspeople that are just like in the town under Wanda's you know control and living as NPCs basically. Yeah. Um, like Kitty from uh, uh that '70s show. I for- I forget the actress's real name, but. If you know who I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, she, it was cool to see her in this show. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought everybody like did pretty well. The director dude was, was, they made him very, uh, they made him very not likable. Hayward. Yeah. Hayward, director Hayward. He was a piece of shit. Um, So I guess he did his job acting wise, right? Because like, <laughs> fuck that guy, dude. He was a piece of shit. Um. Yeah, man. Um. <clears throat> it, oh, another thing is, um, every time they would end the episode with like fucking, uh, please stand by or whatever, like <laughs> you're always like. No, like damn it! Like why? <laughs> why, Wanda? Why? Mm. Uh, 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 one of my favorite parts of the show happens in uh, episode eight. So very late game spoilers if you haven't watched mm-hmm. it yet. Which if you're still here, I'm gonna spoil the shit out of you anyway. Um, is when we go through and, and relive moments from Wanda's past, um, and see her kind of growing up and uh, her family, her mom, her dad. And then watching sitcoms is kind of what gave rise to WandaVision as she saw it. Um, but what I really liked is that we learned that Wanda's had like her magical abilities since she was a kid, right? Like before that, it was all like, it's the Mind Stone, kind of gave it to her, but not really because we all kind of do that. Um, um, and that it was just kind of amplified by the Mind Stone to a point. And that, that I love a lot of that that happens in episode eight with all those. Uh, uh, moments. That's one of my favorite parts of the show. Um, uh, but yeah. Uh, also, I really love all the opening jingles. Um, uh, I really like Agatha all along when that plays. Like, <laughs> that was so much fun and like silly and goofy, even though it's like a, a serious uh, moment and stuff. Like, I still really loved uh, all the little jingles that would play. Yeah, um, it was Agatha all along. That it was Agatha all along. We haven't even mentioned all the crazy memes that have come from Wandavision. They're great. oh my god, there's so many. I have I have enjoyed uh, immensely all of the all of the memes from from this show. Uh, the Agatha all along memes, the Agatha winking memes, the the Vishan and Lawanda memes have been cracking me the fuck up. Uh, yeah. There's, there's, there's so many there's good some, memes from the some... show. And yeah, the. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, I was just gonna say, another reason why I love watching the show week to week is because you can theorize. There's the theories that come mm-hmm. every fucking week from watching the show once a day, you know, or no, once a day, once a week. It's great. It's fantastic. Like you don't have, you don't get that from binging, because you can just move on to the next episode. Yeah, it, 
it kind of doesn't let make you like when you've been something you don't really theorize that much at all because no, yeah. it's like i could just watch the next thing you know uh one of my one of my favorite meme lines though is um what is beef if not cows persevering <laughs> somebody put that on there and that made me laugh like one a lot of, of those favorite, are pretty funny <laughs> one of my favorite ones is one that i posted on my discord and it was like uh oh it was something like what is drip if not sauce persevering like you know like, <laughs> it, oh god the those those what is love if not what is grief if not love persevering or whatever memes are some of the funniest shits man which we we laugh at it but that line in that moment is <laughs> so good okay while we're on the topic the dialogue the 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 whole love story and dialogue between vision and wanda was i'm about it uh-huh but it was fantastic I agree. I thought um, it was great. Like, just you just get to see like, it's like like that one the eighth episode when we just see Wanda like on the plot of land they were supposed to be together on, and he, you know he she's holding like the the paper where he's like for us to grow old in, and like you know it's like mm-hmm. damn, and that sucks. Like they never really they never really got to live it out like some of these other people did, you know. Tony had Pepper. Uh, Steve didn't have uh, uh, Peggy until, you know, way later, you know, after Endgame. But he still ended up with her. And, like, you know, I feel like everybody kind of had their own thing here and there. And, I mean, of course, Vision and Wanda did have their time because we did see... um, We did see um, in that same episode, like, when when she would you know when when he would when they were in the avengers compound and like he went to her room right and they were like talking and stuff so obviously they had things like that but i mean yeah i know it's kind of it makes you feel bad for him makes you feel bad for him that that that's the way that things ended with them but uh yeah it was was, all, all the dialogue all this, all that kind of stuff was was really well. I also liked the line where vision, where it was the finale, and it was after they defeated, or after she, de- after Wanda defeated Agatha, and you know kept her as the nosy neighbor imprisoned for whenever she needs her, and then Vision's like, let's go back home, and then uh, um, they're just chilling, talking, and Wanda's. They, this is after they put the after they put the kids into bed, and it's just Wanda and Vision talking in the living room. And they see the the red energy field thing that Wanda put up coming towards them, and they know their time is coming, you know, coming to an end. And uh, Wanda's turning off the lights, and then she Wanda turns off one light in front of her. And then Vision turns on the light behind her, and then he hears, or and then she says, uh, "I heard it's bad luck to say goodbye in the dark." She's like, "No, you didn't." He's like, "Oh, perhaps not," but and then he's like, "I just wanted to see you uh, clearly." And then she's like, "Okay, and and he's like, and there you are." And I'm like, "Damn, I gotta save that one for 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 one <laughs> for uh, that might that might be a good line to, to save for some point you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was smooth bro that's a good line right there man mm. 
Mm. Like for a yeah. robot, you're you're smooth as shit, my guy. <laughs> or for uh, you know a pile of or how did how did she mention uh, describe him as a pile of uh, the or the the mind stone that lives within me and a pile of bones and blood or whatever that I put together or something like that. Yeah, some something along like he asked for a, her for a uh, for a fucking human a human sized vibranium. You're fucking you're smooth, dog. uh yeah yeah there's a lot of great lines the the thank you for choosing me as your mom line kind of yeah that that one yeah that one's for for the kids yeah that's good uh which majin pointed that one out in the chat um that's a that's a hard-hitting line there's a lot of good dialogue The, the the wandavision has a lot of good writing to it but we mostly talk about uh or talking about like the uh mostly talking about the the uh the serious stuff that we love the smooth stuff but a lot of the early episodes with the comedy bits were really funny and hilarious and yeah and... dude like i'm telling you like like i mentioned earlier like at the beginning when we first started talking about this I, paul bettany really killed it for me dude like he was really really good man mm-hmm. like he was pretty funny in some moments like you know when he like eats the the gum and you see the little cartoon animation going down to his you know mechanical parts down there and you and he you know he, and when he's like he mentions that what's his name is a communist and everybody just starts laughing and shit yeah <laughs> that's pretty funny dude and and when he was like flourish yeah flourish oh my god the whole magic, magic show. show the whole magic show was funny yeah dude that shit was great dude even though that. even though some of it didn't make sense where she's like hey smoke and mirrors hey, and the wind yeah, kind of blows how's he doing this but all that shit's funny you know, doing vision was just doing his thing and wanda was trying to come up with ways to make it believable but like yeah man it was that was fun dude like that was great stuff i i enjoyed even that yeah and then and then of course yeah jimmy's jimmy woo says it later on when he after he gets like you know shackled he like you know takes him off and he's like flourish and he, flourish. he calls him up can you be here within the hour <laughs> so he's not bluffing <laughs> it's yeah. really funny He's like, can you get here within the uh, hour? <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, I really enjoyed Jimmy. Like getting to yeah, see him like more in this stuff. is good. Yeah, it was, it was cool having him having him be a part of it. Yeah, and him and Darcy becoming like a fan of the show. The show. Uh, yeah. When 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 she's like eating chips and they're talking about kids and she's like, oh, do you want some? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I'd be it'd be nice to have a bunch of little Jimmy Woo's running around everywhere. It's like <laughs> chips. <laughs> like that was great. Yeah. It's just moments like that that I think are pretty pretty fun um between the side characters. And it's something you get to explore in a series more than you would if, if yeah, it were just movie. in film. Yeah. You know, like you, you, obviously we don't yeah, it's it's yeah. Because like unless said, it's like I'm, a comedy bit unless it's like a comedy film, you don't get a whole lot of those moments in 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 like an MCU action movie. Like you only have two hours, we can't fit this goofiness in here, so we exactly. cut it right. So that's getting... why that's why this format of TV show is fantastic. And I want more. I want more of the. I want more of these shows. We, uh, and we're getting them, man. We're getting a shit ton of them. So I'm very excited. I yeah. really like Wandavision. I'm again, if this is the quality that they're gonna be at, I'm very very excited for the future. Same. Um. 
What else can we talk about? I, I'm trying to think of stuff because I don't want to miss out on anything because I know usually when we talk about this kind of stuff, there's always something I always miss out on. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to look. I'm looking over the wiki page just so I can talk about the casting, talked about the makeup and the art and the clothing and the characters. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think I was trying to th- I asked you earlier, like, what was your favorite episode? And I was trying to think of what mine was, but I don't. Like, I really like the finale a lot, too, but I don't know. I think I don't uh, I don't know if I have one. I, I think I just enjoyed all of it as one kind of one mm-hmm. long thing, you know, even though it wasn't like a bingeable thing. It's just nine episodes of this one show is I kind of see it as all just being one one whole complete it's one giant movie. Package. Yeah, it's one giant nine episode movie. <laughs> <laughs> Six-hour movie, you know that we're yeah. having fun watching over here. But yeah, I really liked uh, having Monica in this. I'm oh, here's what we didn't talk about the imp- the implications of that la- of the last episode of what we're gonna be expecting here in the future. So at the very end, we have like two post-credit scenes. One of them is we have Monica meeting a scroll in the theater, where potentially. She uh, is going to be in, well, we know she's going to be in Captain Marvel 2. And then also Secret Invasion with, uh, you know, Nick Fury and uh, Talos, you know, the fucking homie, the homie Ben Mendelsohn. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting. I'm curious about that. I like me some Monica. I obviously think Nick Fury's a cool character. And uh, I liked Captain Marvel for what it was. It's not one of my favorite MCU movies, but I mean, I like Brie Larson. And uh, I thought the movie was fine. I just my problem with with Captain Marvel is I just I generally, for those who don't know, I generally am not a huge fan of like flashbacks and like telling a story out of like out of order. Like I prefer when stories just give it to me, like you know, start, finish, start, middle, finish, or whatever you know, mm-hmm. like. Whereas Captain Marvel, it's like, all right, we're going here, flashback. We're going here, flashback. We're going here, we're going over there. Going here, you know, it's, that's kind of how that movie felt for me. And so I'm not, it's like, in general, I'm not a super fan of that. It it really depends for me. Like, it really, really depends for me. Like, that. Like it's very, it's very finicky. Like, I don't hate the movie, but it's not my favorite. I love the 90s stuff in that movie. Western, that kind of stuff. Um, but anyway, I digress because we're we're moving away from one division of this. I I bring it up, yeah. I I I usually am more of a uh, appreciate more of a linear story, for sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I bring that up though because yeah, Monica's gonna be involved in Captain Marvel two and Secret Invasion, so that's cool. I like her. I want to see more of her and that and that stuff. And then Wanda, as we know was in the last post credit scene. And she also, as we know, is going to be involved in uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And that's going to be very interesting because uh, there's going to be a lot of like crazy multiverse shit going on uh, with that and, and Spider-Man 3 or no, no Way Home, as we talked about earlier. Spider-Man No Way Home and, uh, and 
Multiverse of, and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued on what the hell's going to be going on with all of that. Yeah. Uh, so that is very interesting to see, like, you know, the future. Also, with WandaVision over, are we officially in phase four now? Or what phase are we in? I don't know. I, I, I need to know which phase we're in because I feel like we we've been we were stuck on one of the phases for like forever. Um I'll be back two seconds, Daniel, but you keep going. Yep. So I, I can still hear you. No, you're good. Go for it. So I'm I'm looking up here the phases because I'll be honest, everyone. I know that we were in like phase one obviously ends with the Avengers. Phase two ends with Ant Man. So okay, so phase three ended with Far From Home. Okay, so we are in phase four now. All right. So so WandaVision is the first thing of phase four, then, right? That is that is very interesting that we like we're starting off a phase with a TV show. Obviously, like you know, we would have had Black Widow by now. Uh if things were, if we were not in a uh, pandemic-riddled world at the moment, uh, then things would be a lot different. That we would have had, we would have had a lot more stuff in Phase Four by now. But I mean, yeah, I guess technically this is the first thing, right? Wandavision is the first thing in Phase Four. That is pretty cool. Um, the next thing is obviously uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then after that, I believe we're getting. Like, I want to say, how long after that? When does Falcon and Winter Soldier end? Because when, because I, I know that at some point we are getting of uh, the Black Widow movie. I don't know exactly how long, but I know that after that movie is over, or after the show is over, we're getting Black Widow. I just don't know what the time difference is. Like how, like. Six weeks? Okay, so that's not too bad. Because then after Black Widow, we have to wait, what, like a, maybe another month after that for, for uh, Loki? Mm-hmm. We're kind of getting a steady stream of Phase 4 things here for the next couple of months. Now that we're finally in Phase 4. Um, yeah, so Black Widow's May 7th. Loki's June 11th. And also, apparently, Shang-Chi is coming out in July. So, yeah, I mean, we should we should have Loki and then Shang-Chi, like, right after that, like a month after. And then Eternals in November. And then after Eternals, a month later, we're getting No Way Home, Spider-Man. So, I we're getting a pretty steady solid stream of Marvel stuff here for the rest of the year, I think. Which is pretty cool. Hell yeah, bro. Pretty, pretty cool. <clears throat> Apologies to you, chat. I had to get food. Um let's see. Yeah, I think I think that's kind of how that work how that goes. Alright, that's pretty cool, yeah. Nope. So yeah, we have we have we have a steady stream of, of Marvel stuff here until like the end of the year. So very, very nice. Because yeah, March 19th, Falcon Winter Soldier, June 11th for Loki. 
And then at some point also later this year, in addition to the movies that I had just mentioned, we're getting Miss Marvel and Hawkeye point. Cause I was looking at Instagram earlier and I saw that Miss Marvel has finished uh filming. Yeah, I saw that. I saw you had posted it or retweeted it or put it in your Discord or something. Yeah, I put it on my Discord. It was like a you know, them just talking about how they're done shooting for uh Miss Marvel. I'm excited for that. That'll be fun. That'll be cool, yeah. Because I became a Miss Marvel fan from the uh, game. From the game, yeah. Because that's that's where I know more of her. Like, I was familiar with the character, but I mean, I wasn't. I didn't know her whole lot. I didn't know her like really at all. Um. Yeah, and then oh, and also another thing, I, f- I forgot to put this into the news today, but they released posters for uh, Captain or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh they yeah. Released- they released four character posters. It was one for Falcon, one for Winter Soldier, one for Sharon Carter, and then the other one for for the Baron, Baron Zemo, which, dude, that comic outfit looks sick, dude. I can't wait to see that shit. Yeah, boy. So if you want to throw that up there, let me get you a link, or unless you got it already. I, um, I do. I have a... All right, Deadline cool. article, but let me get each poster up on its own really quick. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. That way we can go through them all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. Here's the first one. We have the Falcon. There he is. The Falcon. And then... We have your boy Bucky. Bucky. It's it's still weird to me seeing him with the short hair. Yeah. But, yeah. Whatever. It's a cool character poster, though. He's the Winter Soldier. So we got the two main title characters of the show right there. Mm Mm-hmm. Then you got Sharon right here. Uh, one of the only two ladies that uh, Captain America got to kiss after coming back from being frozen for all those years. Yep. And then the big one. And then there's Baron Zemo. Who looks great. He looks badass, dude. I I wanted him to have this costume in the movie, but I'm glad we're finally getting it here in the show because that looks so cool, dude. That looks mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah, I, I, that's going to be great. That's going to be great. And then Majin brings up a good point in the chat how, like, Falcon is facing one way, Bucky's one way as well, and then Sharon is facing the other. And then yep. Baron Zemo's just straight ahead, just looking dead at you. Which I don't know if that means anything or not, but just a, just a little observation pretty exciting oh yeah falcon the winter soldier streaming on march 19th i wonder if we're gonna get two episodes for that as well right away or just one and then like you know one a week for that but i don't know we shall see but yeah there's those posters we didn't show earlier yep forgot to forgot to mention those i I knew i'd forget something because i mean it's been two weeks since since we uh did, did this but anyway 
yeah, so that's uh that's WandaVision. Uh we really liked it, really enjoyed it. I uh I I really don't have anything too bad to say about this other than I was maybe a little bit disappointed with what they did with uh, Quicksilver. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not like that. I'm not that pressing. It's just like, oh, I thought they were, I thought there would be more like I thought there would be more out of that, but I'm not like fuck the show for fucking oh. you know, pulling up. We didn't even mention uh White Vision. I I I did like briefly, but but yeah. White Vision uh, pretty cool. We didn't really expand upon him a whole lot. Well, we only get in for like an episode, right? It was like the end. It was like the post credit scene and then like, yeah, the finale. Yeah. post credit scene for episode eight and then, yeah, the the, the finale of... Uh, which, by the way, speaking of White Vision, that ship of Theseus talk he had with the other Vision was pretty cool. Yeah. Like I, I require elaboration when they were just discussing about like what, which one of them was the real one or if they were and it were the real one. And it means we'll probably get we're gonna get more vision in the future from. So, we'll see. I'm yeah, I'm curious to, to see how that like if if we'll be getting more of him from you know because of that. Because they did not destroy him or kill him off or anything. He escaped and then we never see him again. So we shall see. So that's very interesting to me. Yeah, and then Majin brings up uh, talking about the um, Jimmy's missing person and if it's significant at all in any way. I don't know. Just like I remember like when the Monica was like, oh, I'm going to go meet up with somebody. I'm like, yo, who's she going to meet up with, dude? Like, who is this person? But uh, yeah, just little right. things like that that maybe we'll maybe we'll find out about. Maybe we'll, we shall see. Um, I don't think I have anything else really to say about it other than I absolutely love the show. I like the direction yeah. that we're moving in, and I'm really excited mm-hmm. for. I'm excited for the rest of Phase Four because we got a lot of stuff coming, man. Yeah, literally the rest of this year, like I mentioned, from like now or yeah, from now until. December we have like there may be a couple weeks break between the next thing but we're getting a lot of Marvel this year so that's that's pretty cool considering we got nothing last year it's cool how we're just going to be getting hit with a steady stream of of things so very exciting looking forward to seeing all of it um yeah I don't I don't know what else there is to say I really enjoyed it um I'm sure there's something that I'm that I forgot about but I just, you know, brains, brains work in mysterious ways. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I really enjoyed it all. It, it, I do find it kind of weird how it was like nine episodes and not 10 or not eight. Cause like nine is such a weird number to end on. Is I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Most shows are usually like eight episodes, 10 episodes. Like they're even numbers. This was, this was an odd one. It's like nine. It's like what? Yeah, Darcy's debriefings for the week stuff was great. I I, I love Darcy. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know what else there is. I, th- I think we pretty much went over everything. Uh, I will say that we will be doing one of these again for Falcon and Winter Soldier when that's absolutely. Out. 
and we'll probably be doing it for other Marvel things because we're getting a lot of Marvel things this year. So, and we're both big fans of that, and we definitely watch it all. Indeed, so. indeed. So we'll be we'll be hitting you guys with some more Marvel things here. All right. Well, I think that's everything that has kind of stood out in our minds uh, that we discussed. So. so let's say our goodbyes, guys. How about that? We'll finish up our goodbye screens. You're up, Daniel. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of the Clockwork Cantina, episode 65, WandaVision. Uh, it was a fun one. We had a lot of news because we hadn't, uh, you know, hadn't done this in a little bit but uh we're back uh we should be back again next saturday i think or this upcoming mm-hmm. saturday right we're gonna we try be. to go back to our our normal uh slate hopefully if all if all goes well um uh, we'll be back and that episode should be uh uh shit what what is it? i i, I believe I it's say... the bracket one you came up with yeah, it might be the movie bracket one because of March Madness. I kind of want to do a little, little movie, movie March Madness bracket. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, we'll, we'll be doing that. That'll be that'll be fun. Uh, yeah. I'll have to. You, you guys will see what what that's about. We're gonna. That yeah. If, if you're familiar with March Madness, the NCAA March Madness tournament thing, it, it'll we're basically gonna have a bracket of that for. Uh, video games um so keep an eye out for that on saturday we'll be doing that um for me on stream i'm doing control i'll be playing some control tomorrow on stream check that out we're currently going through that it's a whole lot of fun i'm enjoying the game uh that's that's gonna be a good time and uh yeah we'll see you guys later we'll see maybe if uh you know like Josh said, maybe if there's going to be some uh, some D&D going on here pretty soon. I know he wants to work on some one-shots and whatnot. Yeah, keep an eye out for that. Like I said, I'm playing stream on my channel, so check it out. Uh, I'll see you guys later. Bye-bye. Have a good one. See ya. <clears throat> Hi, guys. Thank you for... My camera's not centered. Thank you for supporting the show. We appreciate all that. If you liked the show, please, this is me having to do the sellout mode, which is Make sure to follow us on all the social medias and stuff and hit the follow button because Daniel and I do this show every Saturday. Try to do it every Saturday. Things come up. Life happens. But for the most part, every Saturday. Uh, and we talk about all all the good news and, and try to have a topic every week. So if you liked what you saw, uh, hit the follow button and subscribe on the YouTube and join the discords and all that cool shit. <clears throat> Coming up, uh, well, D&D's uh, Frozen Decimation's on break, so there is no D&D tomorrow. I'm going to work on some one-shots and things that we'll be coming up with to play a little bit of, just to kind of give me a little bit of a break uh, from the other game for a little bit. Um, uh, streams? I might try to stream this week, because uh, D&D is on break, and I really don't have much to do here at home other than work out. Um, so that's going to do it for us here, guys. And we will see you hopefully next Saturday or on our own individual Twitch streams. Until then, take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. And we love you guys. Bye-bye.